0: The NBA is on TuneIn, streaming NBA games around the globe. It's time to bring you the confrontational frontcourt of Michael Rappaport and Kenyon Martin. (laughs) This is Two Men Weave, live from All-Star Weekend in New Orleans, on the NBA on TuneIn, your home for the NBA Finals.
1: Yes, yes, yes. You might be hearing some noise. Because the world will never be the same Not after this My name is Michael Rappaport A.K.A. the Gringo Man Dingo Actor extraordinaire NBA failed expert I had hoop dreams They turned into nightmares We are live in the Big Easy About to talk greasy With the one and only Kenyon Martin Ken Mart K Mart How you feeling K Mart? I'm good brother What's good Mike? Listen man Happy to be here. This is exciting. This is fantastic. We're in New Orleans. You're a former All-Star. Yeah. You're a former All-Star who also got fronted on with All-Star Weekend. When I say All-Star Weekend to you, when you when you were playing, what did this game mean when uh, you were an actual player in the league still?
2: All-Star? Um, to be an All-Star is uh, a great accomplishment in itself, man. Um, but it, it just... It doesn't always um, depict um, who's who's deserving to be All Star. Right. Um, at times, but it's just uh, um, it's a testament to the work that you put in. Right. Uh, it's a testament to the work and the people, especially to get voted in um, by the fans is one thing, but for your peers that, like, and the coaches to know what you've done and, them, and, and then for them to pick you to be a reserve. Right. It's, it's kind of a big deal.
1: When when you were playing. Some years, uh, did you go to All Star Weekend, even though uh, you, t- at times if you didn't get voted into the uh, the game?
2: Yeah, I went to a few. Um, went down. I went to L. A. when I didn't play. I went to Vegas. Um, okay. A Few of those. Um, went to Houston, of course. Um, from Texas. Um, went to Houston. But yeah, just to go down to be a part of the festivities, man. Um, so it's always it's always fun. It's always an adventure. You know what I'm saying? You never know who's what old uh, old legend that you're going to see so right. I'm running around. So that's always a good thing.
1: What what would you describe All-Star Weekend? When you're an NBA player, when you're a star, when you're a young man, All-Star Weekend, you're playing in the NBA. I mean, I I describe All-Star Weekend as a combination of pimps up, hose down, uh, the movie Hangover, and a bad, bad trip to Thailand. What would you describe? Forget the game. Forget the dunk contest. (laughs) Forget all the the, the fan-friendly stuff. With keeping it it PG-13, what would you describe – what you've seen over the years at all star games. What, 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 what is it like?
2: Um, I have a word I use. I call it smut. Smut? <laughs> a lot of smutting going on. All over the place. <laughs> all over the place. Hey, man. Hey, hey,
1: just, just all it's just sorts of, of smut. It,
2: it's a, it, from old to young. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> from A to Zinc. Uh, right. No, it just, people come down, this, this is what the NBA has. The, the All-Star Weekend has developed into Right. So it's, 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 it's not just about basketball and the dunk contest. It's about who, who's going to have the best party. Right, you know, right. Who's gonna, what party is going to be remembered from All-Star Weekend. Right. You know so that's what it
1: is. All right. So just so people, this is brand new. This is Tune In Radio. This is an all-NBA show. It's provocative. We're calling it Real Chalk Talk. This is the two-man weave. We're going to have guests. We're going to have people crashing the party. Kenyon is going to be the, the, the host slash co-host slash doorman. If you want problems, Kenyon Martin's at the door. So we're going to have anybody just come up on the stage if you don't like what we're saying. That, that, that's, that's never going to happen. Not at all. It's never going to happen here.
2: I got my guy. Hey, it's a teamwork, so anything go on. Like,
1: and and I'll do a flying it. drop kick right off this table, <laughs> Kenyon. Okay, I've been known to do one. I, I still it. got a, a few drop kicks. I believe it in me. Okay. <laughs> yes, sir. All right. So going into the NBA right now, it, it, the first half of the season is done. When you, when you were playing, did you look at like pacing yourself? Like you know, I feel like one of the things that's a disservice to the fans is they're always like playoffs only matter. It only matters in March. Like did, did, as a player, did you pace yourself the first half of the season? Nah, man. That's, is that a they, misconception?
2: Yeah. I, you learn how to get through it. I'm right. saying Some games you, you're you not going to have legs. Some games your energy level not going to be the same. That's that's obvious. But to go out there and be a part of it, still your teammates need you.
3: Right. You know,
2: I don't agree with the sitting out, home or on
1: the road, um, rest. You know, guys didn't do it before. Right. So it makes these guys so special. Well, where did that whole thing come from? Is it is it players' choices? Like a guy like Joel Embiid, obviously he's been through so many injuries, yeah. and he's a big guy that's mm-hmm. been through so many injuries. So I get it with a guy like that. And, and, and you know, as much as it frustrate, frustrate, frustrates me, and, and people, I'm going to be on LeBron James every day, every place, every minute I can. But even somebody like that, I give yeah. him the excuse because he's, what, 31, 32. Yeah. He's got tread yeah. on the tires. Yeah,
2: if anybody deserves to sit out a game, it's him. Right. I think, in my opinion, like, he's, he's logged so many minutes over the years. Playing, he deserves deep, it. Deep into the playoffs, playing in the Olympics, finals year in, year out. If anybody deserves it, it's him, but... I don't agree with sitting out. Right. You know, I went through major injuries when I was playing, man, and they had me on many restrictions and things like that. And I'm I'm going at the trainer. Like, no, nah, I wanna play. Right. Like, no, nah, I like I deal with the pain later. Right. So that's the way I'm dealing with it. I wanna go out there. I wanna rock. You know what I'm saying so it, it, it's a it's sad, man, for, for guys to it's a coach's decision, players who who like whatever it is. But I, I like I feel about me cheating the fans and
1: Mike Conley. Got paid. What is he making? Four hundred seventy-three million dollars a season. Something like that. Something like that. Four hundred seventy-three. The third week into the and 50 season. Fifty cents. Yeah. <laughs> and fifty cents. Great player. Great guy. Still never an all-star. One
2: hundred fifty-three million, man.
1: Uh, that's like he's a good player. He's like, a good player. He's a
2: good player. I'm never gonna count nobody money, man. But that, uh, not never to be an all-star and highest played player in in league history. Oh that's, my god. I'm looking at two point guards right now. They're standing over here, Baron Davis and Gary Payton. Oh, B. Diddy? Yeah, hey.
1: Oh, I see B. Diddy, Gary Payton.
2: I'm saying, they couldn't, like, Mike Conley good. Right. But both of those guys will eat Mike Conley's lunch in their prime, man. Right, right. And
1: and he sat out the first three weeks of the season for, for rest. If I'm Mike Conley, I'm like, listen, I got a reputational poll. I, I like, I don't want to sit out. I ha- the first three weeks of the season, and you're tired, yeah, they're sitting you out.
2: I don't. It's 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 sad, man. Like it, it's there's no there's no no rhyme or reason to it. They just doing it. It's but if they gonna give it to him, hey, if you ask for it right. and they give it to you w- without you going to go shop, right? Like they could have got him for less, in my opinion. I agree. They could have let him go out and see what the market is worth. And then you come back and be like, all right, this is where we at.
1: How, how does that it's work? day one. How, how does that work that Mike Conley's the, the highest-played NBA player I- I ever? It's a new
2: CBA. It's a new
1: collective bargaining. But but now. why do they say, you, you're the guy we're going to pay? What is it, $35 million, Thirty-three. It doesn't matter. It's the kind of money. That, that that people can only dream of. And and again, he's not he's a good player, he's, he's a player. Player. solid His player. His father man. is an Olympic gold medal yeah, that's, winner. That doesn't mean anything. Not at all. Okay, man. my father did some great things. I'm not getting paid for it. <laughs> But but how does that yeah. work with Memphis specifically? They pay Char- Chandler Parsons. Like, is it is it just going to have to get like is it just the new NBA and how they're paying people? And that's just something we have that's, to get used to. That's what you have to
2: get used to. And it's a blessing the, for the players, right? Yeah, no, it's definitely man. We never think to be put in these positions to make this kind of money, you right? Know, never in a million years to to play a kid's game. i we're right. um, getting paid a king's ransom to play a kid's game, right? You know, so. And for guys to go out and be able to make thirty million dollars in a year, hey, my hat's off to him. You know what I'm saying? But it's hey, to each his own.
1: Do you do, did you ever see certain players uh, uh, like when they when they get these big contracts, start acting like bougie, start acting like their hair is all good, and like I got the contract, I'm not going to work harder? Or does it incentivize it, or is it to each player? You've
2: seen it go both ways. You've seen it go both ways. Um, you've seen guys only show up. That contract year when they did that deal is up that year. Right. So they play. They, I'm saying they come out and they play like they've never played before in their life. Right. You know right. what I'm saying. <laughs> so um, no, nah, but it goes both ways, man. Some guys it motivates. Some guys, some guys like, okay, I made it. Right. Um, some guys sign a big deal and then injuries kick in. You know what I'm right. saying? That, it, it's a number of things that can go on. I'm saying after you sign that deal, but what you did up to that point to get that deal. Right. You know? That's what matters. Okay. All
1: right, this is the two man weave. This is Tune In Radio. If you're <laughs> hearing the earth move, it's because this is real chalk talk. My name is Michael Rapport. I'm in here with Kenyon Martin, a.k.a. Kmart. All right, it's, it's that time of the year where, 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 where we're going to start talking about the finals the Cavaliers, the Warriors. If you had to make a prediction right now, February, barring any bad injuries, and as much as I can't stand the Cavaliers, yeah. you want to see everybody be healthy. What's going to happen in the NBA Finals? Can anybody stop the Warriors?
2: As of right now, the Warriors, man, they looking like they they got it together again. you know. But we all know the old saying, um, that's why you got to play the game. You know? But right. they, they're the favorites right now. They been to the last two finals, and they added a major piece in, um, in Kevin Durant. Um, it's lined up for him. You know, it's definitely lined up for him, but um, we'll see. Everybody have, thought they had it locked up last year. You know right. What I'm
1: right. Yeah, the great collapse. How, how can they stop them? Like, how can they, barring injury, how can the, the Golden State Warriors ever be stopped? And have you ever seen a team with this much offensive firepower? I mean, they, they screw the big three. Yeah. They took it to the big four, like legit big four.
2: Yeah, like they all compliment each other well, but nah, you've. Yeah, um, you haven't seen a team that I can remember with that much. Right. Um, being able to, at any given moment, any quarter, one of KD, Clay, or Steph can take over the game. Right. You know, and go for 37 in a quarter, 25 in a quarter. You know, right. that's, that's unheard of. Right. You know, that's unheard of. You had, like, Hall of Famers on the same team, like Mike, Scotty, and Dennis.
3: And right. You had a
2: cool coach in that. You had. Sam Cassell, that Big Dog, and Ray. Right. And then you added Kukoc to that equation. Right. But nothing to that magnitude. Right. You know what I'm saying nothing to guys can really, really take over a game. Right. It's going 60 and three quarters. That's, like, that's crazy. Like, them numbers like it's unreal. Right. And they complement each other well right now. So hopefully they can keep it going. Like Born any injuries?
1: Do you think this whole big three, uh, big four? Concept is gonna water down the future of the NBA? Like, is it gonna just make it an elitist NBA where it's like LeBron, let's not forget he 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 created this big three with his Miami. I don't consider Boston as a big three because those guys they were they were they were sort of like mm-hmm. in their prime, but they weren't 24 years old. I got you. I understand. Okay? Yeah. And 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 you know, so the KG, Paul Pierce, Ray Allen of it all, like they still they weren't 24 years old. Like they had figured it out, they were yeah. still very, very good. But they weren't young guns. Mm. Miami, they did this crap, and then he did it again when he went back to Cleveland. Mm. And Golden State was like, Oh, you wanna come play here? Now yeah. we got now we got a big four. One. We're gonna up you one. <laughs> and right now all we're talking about, barring injury, are these two teams. Yeah. So and I feel like to me as a fan, it concerns me like water down like to yeah, water down the, the league.
2: Yeah, the competition is not is not um, equally across the board. We right. all know we all know their teams historically. Um Bad throughout the NBA. Like, the Clippers came around lately. Like, for a long time, Dallas was in the basement. Memphis. Like, it's certain teams over years, but they've changed that. Right. You know, making the playoffs year in, year out, championship in Dallas, things like that. But, yeah, because the playing level was the the talent gap wasn't as wide. Right. You know, the free agent, way the free agent market was, and guys going to different teams where they can be be of service. Like, it was a lot of mid-level exception guys. You know, but they cut that out. Mm-hmm. So you're either making a bunch of money now, or you're making peanuts, but pretty much. Right. You know, so, they eliminated the mid-level guys. So, if you making 20 million, so you need somebody else that's making that on your team in order for you to be have a chance. Right. So that's what Russ is going through right now in Oklahoma City. Right. He's here. He's making it. So, but he don't have nobody else in that that price range. Right. You know. So, and and those guys are going to teams. You got. Cal Lyre and DeMar DeRozan. Right. You know what I'm saying? They, a lot of people have help, and they making a lot of money. Right. So the gaps are, are wide. You know what I'm saying? The talent gap, the money the guys that are being made is is wide. So they passing out money to guys like John Lure. like. But he's not one of the top guys on his team. He's just having to make a lot of money. He's right rich. Now. Very.
1: Oh my goodness gracious! You brought up you were up you brought up <clears throat> the Raptors. They signed in, uh, Ibaka, mm-hmm. aka Ibaka. Um, how much of a difference maker is he going to be for Toronto? That's a serious starting five.
2: Yeah. If he was the old Ibaka that was rebounding and blocking shots and that guy. Yeah. Like I, I like that person. He's developed. He's supposed to do, evolve and develop as a basketball player. But he shot five more, five times more threes than anybody on their front line has this year. So he's right. a, a three-point shooter now.
1: Why is that? Why does a guy? What is he? Is he seven feet,
2: six ten, whatever it is? I don't, I don't feel you should lose what got you to this right, point. Right. You can do. You can still do that. Add to it. You can add to, but don't eliminate that other part, which I think he did. I agree. He doesn't do any of that. He stays on the perimeter. Right. He's a perimeter player now. You know. So, is it he going to help them? Is it going to open it up for Valatrúnus? I, I, I don't know. Right. You no, know, that's to be seen. But, is it he going to help them get over? Be able to beat the Cavs? Uh, I don't think so. I don't. I don't think he's the answer in order to, to say he's the piece that's going to get us Eastern Conference champions. You know, right. So I, I don't think he's the answer.
1: I mean, it, who do you think of the East out of Boston and Toronto? Because really, realistically, those are the only guys, the only teams that have a chance to really give the Cavaliers. Do either one of them have a real chance, even to push them to seven games? I like
2: the way Boston approached the game because Brad Stevens. Right. Like they they their defensive mindset the way they approach the game defensively. Right. It's kinda like a college environment. Right. You know, I've seen a couple games where they came and they was pressing. Right. You know, I know NBA teams pressing. Right. Like they trapping guys in the backcourt. Like right. guys are not doing that. So he has the energy level on the defensive end and the the attention on the defensive end. So if anybody was um I think Boston has the pieces to compete with um of those two Toronto or or Boston, I would say. Maybe Boston.
1: Can 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 an NBA team actually trap and press in an effective way? Because one of my favorite teams was the the, the New York Knicks teams, coached under Hubie Brown. Now it's a different NBA. Definitely, it, it's a different <laughs> skill level. It's just But they used to trap. And, yeah. and it was effective at times. I know it takes a lot of energy. In this NBA, the way you, you have guards that can handle the ball, where everybody can really handle yeah. the ball, can you do a trap that's effective uh, defensively, or is it only spotting?
2: Yeah, you can, like, I'm um, going to have to be out of a timeout um, after a free throw. Right. Things like that surprise them with it. Right. You know, you can't give them a steady diet of it because teams too good at scheming things, game plans and stuff like that. They're figured out. Right. You know, so you have to be able to switch it up, different presses then. But I, I think it can be done. Um, especially to get back in the game if you're down, kind of speeds the game up a
1: little Full bit. Full court man-to-man. Man. I think so. Man, oh, man, oh, man. You got to be ready for Like, that. what makes,
2: like, I don't understand, like, what makes college kids can do it and pros can't. Right. You're supposed to evolve. You're supposed to be better by the time you get to the league, right? You're right. You're to be stronger, faster, and more intelligent.
3: Right.
1: So why don't you think more teams even play Because even, like, you're talking about Boston doing it, they just, it's like, you know, they're doing it, you know they're experimenting with it. I yeah. would love to see it because yeah. it would take, turn into a free, free, freewheeling game. And I think if you do it at certain times, it could be a shock to yeah. another team.
2: And you do it against a team like the Clippers, where well, I'm talking about Chris Paul, like to let the ball roll, right? Like stuff like that. Like you surprise them with it, right? You know what I'm saying backcourt traps and different things
1: like that. But I,
2: I, why team? Why more teams don't do it is beyond me.
1: E- right. could, could, could Kyrie Irving be trapped? Or you could deny
2: him the ball. Listen, you can trap him, he get off of it, and deny him back. You know, he's their best ball handler, so you deny him back, and then shot clock running, it's only 24 seconds. Right, right. It's not like college where you got an eternity to shoot the ball. Right. Then it's only 24 seconds. So I think you speed the game up by the time they get the ball over, it's 15, by the time they get in anything, it's
1: it's 9. right. It's worth the shot. It's worth the shot. I'm saying, just throw it out there. All right, this is the two-man weave, aka real talk, real chalk talk. My name is Michael Rapport. I'm here with Kenny Martin. We are in New Orleans for All Star Weekend. Tune in is launching what I I, I predict to be the best, most informative, most self-destructive NBA talk in the world. Yes, yes. Okay. yes, Yes, yes. We're not cursing. We have a big sign up. This whole place is plastered with TuneIn logos and don't curse Michael Rappaport. And the other day we did stuff, and I was the first one to curse.
2: Yeah, you bombed a couple times early.
1: And you're looking at me like I'm crazy. Like, I felt judged by Kenyon Martin for cursing. I'm like, you're Kenyon Martin.
2: And who am I to judge anybody for cursing?
1: Exactly. <laughs> and I didn't even throw any Fs or any MFs. They were just like, you know, B-level curses. <laughs> but what we're, what we're doing, we're keeping it clean. It's Definitely. family friendly. Yeah, it's a it's family all family It's Emmy. a family show. NBA everything. Now, the Clippers, the Spurs, they're always lingering. They're always around. The Spurs, they're doing – how, how do the Spurs do this? You you never played with the Spurs. No, I would
2: I would have loved to, though.
1: Would you have loved to?
2: Yeah, man. I do like playing with – playing for a guy like Pop, man. Did
1: like, you feel his greatness as a coach when yeah, you're playing respect, against him?
2: Yeah, I respect Pop, man. Like, what we do, like when I was playing, we, he definitely out-coached George Karl.
1: How? How? How so?
2: Just scheming and just game-planning. Right, game planning, or what they were going to do to us—take things away, add certain things—and we didn't evolve, but they did. They took certain things away. They, and, he's a great coach, man. Great and, staff. Great, great basketball minds.
1: And did you know it right away, like out, right out of the gate of the first quarter, like the the, 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 the way the Spurs play basketball yeah. is a little bit different than the oh, way the other teams play basketball. Oh yeah,
2: man. Pop, man. We, um, you know, we were known for running in Denver. Right. So we got out, we had the score was two nothing. We had a fast break layup the first game, first play of the game, man. Right. It was two nothing. He called a timeout and took all five starters out. I was like, hold him accountable. <laughs> <laughs> Probably wouldn't have liked it if I was part of that five, but right. you gotta respect that. Right. From afar, from looking outside looking in, if you if you appreciate basketball and And people being held accountable for what they do on the court. Right. Like Bill Belichick say, do your job. Right. To be held accountable to do your job. Right. Ain't nothing better,
1: man. Right.
2: There's nothing better than that to me. I loved it.
1: All right. We're going to take a break. It's the first break of the two-man weave. Real Chalk Talk. This is Michael Rappaport. Kenyon Martin. We're coming back. We're talking Clippers. We're talking Austin Rivers. We're talking... Gordon Hayward with the good hair. We're talking all NBA everything. We're talking all-star extravaganza. We'll be right back with Two-Man Weave on TuneIn Radio in four to five minutes. Stick with me.
0: Two-Man Weave continues after this. Live from New Orleans, the site of All-Star Weekend on the NBA on TuneIn.
1: Right. We're back live from the big easy. Always talking greasy. The weather is eh down here. I, I've been in Los Angeles, and I've had enough. You're, you're in California. Yeah. Enough with the rain. Enough with it, man. Like, I don't I, want to. Uh, enough. I,
2: I, I, it's, 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 it was like three weeks straight. Like, be nice one day, rain for three days. Right. Be nice one day, rain for four days. Right. Be nice one day, rain for five days. And we brought
1: the rain down to New Orleans. <laughs> yeah, we brought it with us. Man. I've had enough of the rain. And then, you know, come May, they're going to be like, there's a drought. I'm going to say, listen, yeah. the next time it rains for a month straight, you know, catch it. Yes. Yeah, so Get a bucket. It,
2: do something with <laughs> everywhere, it. Everywhere, yeah. I said the same thing. Like I don't want to hear nothing about a drought. It rained nothing enough. Nothing about a drought. If I want to leave my water on when I brush my teeth, That's let, it. damn it, let me leave my water on when I brush my teeth.
1: I want my breath to be fresh, okay? <laughs> and it rained enough for, my, for me to have fresh breath. My name is Michael Rappaport. I'm here with Kenyon Martin. This is the Two Man Weave, a.k.a. Real Chalk Talk. We're down here in New Orleans for the NBA All-Star Weekend 2017. Tune in radio blast off. So many fantastic shows, great personalities, flavors upon flavors upon flavors. Tune in is doing it live with the NBA. Um, Ken, you were telling me about a, a film you watched that that that, that you were uh, you, that kind of tripped you out. Yeah. I I, uh, I had read the book, and then uh, uh, saw the film, and I, and I definitely suggest you, you, people do both. But uh, th- th- this is this is film talk with Kmart. Girl on a Train. You like this. I it's love a, hearing you talk about movies. It's a good flick, man. Did you uh, dig it? What did you like about it? Do you give it two thumbs up, half a yeah, thumb?
2: Yeah, I give it two thumbs up, man, for the, for the suspense and the right. drama and the, and the creativity of it. Right. Going back in time, um, making sure that you paid attention to parts of the movie where if you looked away or whatever, you missed something. Right. No, I, I like those kind of movies. You know, so it's definitely a must see, and I'm definitely gonna read the book now that you suggested.
1: it. You know what? I, we should do. A, we should do a, a film reviews, and it's either a two hand dunk, a tomahawk dunk, a one handed dunk, or a Chris Anderson All Star Game dunk where you miss the dunk. Where you miss it all? Yes, I where got you, me, you.
2: Um, when you miss everyone.
1: <laughs> when you're playing in the league, yeah. you know I, a lot of uh, you know NBA dudes. You know over over the years, you know they recognize you it because you know like you travel so much. There's so much hotel life. Yeah. You guys. The, the, like on, on on a road trip, you're in, I don't know, Houston. Even just like a like a, a mid party city, you're a young guy. How much TV? Like, what well, what is it like when you're on the road? Is it, is it day to day? Like, how much TV? How much chilling? Like, like do, do you go out? Is it or does it it's vary? Everything.
2: It, it, um, it varies, man. On, on your body, how you are feeling? How many games you got on that road trip? Right. Um. Yeah, but I like sit in a hotel, watch a bunch of movies. Um, right. I watched a lot of movies over the years. Right. Man, in hotels. Um, things like movies I wanted to see that, um, that I couldn't go to the movies and see because we were playing might have a game or just didn't feel like going to the movies or whatever. Right. But, yeah, no, each city is different, but definitely spent a lot of time in hotels watching movies over the years, man. And just binge watching, movie after movie right. after movie, different genres. Just, you know what I'm saying, so it's – but definitely doing something, a little bit of everything on the road.
1: And, and when you guys check into a hotel, obviously basketball players are, 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 are tall. <laughs> Where are we staying? Are we at the Ritz-Carlson, uh, the Four Seasons? We got nice beds, nice sheets. Are you a type oh, of dude one. that's going to steal soap? Uh, uh, are you nah. going to steal some lotion? Or you, <laughs> nah. you you kind of bring your own?
2: I bring my toiletry bag everywhere I go. Okay. That's why I have to check a bag everywhere I go.
1: But is it the life of leisure, though? Like, yeah, is, It's four-star four hotel. Se- five-star. Five-star. Listen, it, I didn't know five-star existed. I'm nothing talking but about four-stars.
2: Nothing but the best, man. Um, four Seasons, Ritz, um, Beverly Wilshire. Um, right. Hotels in New York, um, the low, just uh, you name it. The the best best of the best. It's the best, uh, the best hotels that you can possibly stay in. Okay. Like some cities don't have those. Like if you go to Detroit, um, man, it's it's tough to find those kind of hotels. Right. But um, they did um, stay out in Birmingham. You know what I'm saying? They don't stay in Detroit. They stay out where they find they got a nice hotel. Um, Places like Oklahoma City, they find the nicest hotel in that city. Right. I'm saying so. In Oklahoma City it's a nice Sheridan that people stay in right so it's and they say that hotel haunted too by the way
1: the, in Oklahoma City Oklahoma
2: City they say it's a, they say that hotel is haunted
1: is, is that the the, the, the the haunting of Kevin Durant was yeah. it
2: <laughs> I think this started before then but they probably have something new now I haven't been back they probably have something new there now
1: now now that you know to me I think that this whole Kevin Durant leaving OKC thing I knew when it happened I had mixed feelings about it mm-hmm. I, I, I I really think that in my opinion, as a basketball fan, after losing the way they lost, yeah. I was like, "Yo, one more year we, we've been so close so far, we blew this we can only blame ourselves yeah. that we blew this. I want to re-up, I want to do one year contract and and I want to give put all the chips on the table and try to get back yeah. you know they, they had such a such a you know i don't know like if the, if the turmoil was what, and you know obviously they had to defer to each other and blah 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 blah, but you." To the whole team you guys blew it and then obviously Kevin Durant decided to go to Golden State creating the first ever legitimate big four he's taken a lot of crap for it he's went from being one of the you know the league's sort of you know good guys to like an X on his back yeah. bad guys these guys in Oklahoma City these fans that were st- uh, standing and cheering they're shooting his jersey like animals they're burning his jersey like animals. He, you know, obviously Golden State, uh, you know, they, they kicked Oklahoma City's butt. I believe it was two games in Golden State. He shows up to Oklahoma. And <clears throat> Kevin Durant's averaging 30-something points a game. Yeah. It's, it's, not com- com- it's not competitive anymore. What do you think about the whole, the whole trade, the way the fans reacted? Do you think it was over the top? And what do you think of, of Kevin Durant actually going to Golden State just in terms of watering down the NBA?
2: First and foremost, he, uh, he's Speak a man. Speak on it, k Mark. First and foremost, he's a man. He's a grown man, so he's a, he can make whatever decision he want to make. You know, and people like it or love it, dislike it, whatever, you got to deal with it. hmm Let's start there. I, I didn't agree with the decision Why? to leave. Uh, they built something there together. Him and Russ built something together there. And for you to go to a team like you explained, like you said, that you were up 3-1 on, we blew a lead, we, we, we right there.
1: Right. Nobody would blame but yourself. That's it. You got to
2: look in the mirror and be like, we didn't do it. Um, so we didn't get it done. All we had to give was one win. We didn't get it done. Look in the mirror and then come back. Let's tune this thing up again. Mm-hmm. You, know, you come back, like you said, you signed a one year deal. I think you signed a two year deal. You signed mm. a two year deal with a player option in the second year.
1: Which player option is what? Break it down in, in, in layman's terms.
2: So you get the, like, if you sign a two year deal, whatever, however many years it is, and if you have a player option, like in your last year. Let's
1: just say it's a two-man, two-man deal.
2: If it's a two-year deal, like you play one year under contract. Okay. And the second year, it's your choice whether you want to re-sign for that next year or not. Right. You know, so it's your choice. Okay. Sometimes the team have the option. Right. Sometimes the player had option. Got you. It's like how the Melo put in his contract, he has a no-trade clause. So. Right. You can pretty much dictate sometimes the terms of it. Right. You know, so but he can he can do that. Right. That's what LeBron did. LeBron signed one year, second year player option. You know? And
1: when you're saying he can, like a guy, a guy oh, can do statue. that. When you're a star,
2: when you're a star and you're carrying the city, carrying the franchise, right. you can dictate terms. Right. You know, and that's what I think he that he should have did in order, in order to put their feet to the fires, so to speak, the management, mm-hmm. in order to go out and get the pieces that we need to, to win. Do you to think? Get over they, the hump.
1: Do you think they even needed pieces, or they just needed to be like shake off, like the, like both, both. I'm ready you go.
2: You can always get better from the previous year, right? Obviously. Whether it's the guys that you have getting better or adding a piece that you think that you're missing out on, right? You can always make your team better, right? Whether it's for that year, then whatever it is, you can always add a piece and get rid of well, this guy he, we, we like him, but I think this piece is better for us. Got you. you no, know, you can always do that, you know. Which I, I think they, KD, didn't allow them to, to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, for them to go out and maybe fix the, the things that were wrong. In the series against Golden State, right? Like, okay, we saw this. Maybe we didn't rebound the ball well. Maybe we didn't make open shots well. Right. Like, and that's not like, and, and that's one thing that I that I had a knock with Golden State about. I mean, um, with Oklahoma City about. They didn't have a knockdown shooter. Right. They didn't have a like a guy like who's out there like Steve Novak.
1: You mean like a second team, like aside from Kevin Durant? Yeah. No, I'm just a knockdown a guy. You shooter could throw the ball to at
2: him. any given time. Right. Just like that's what he does. Like a Cal Corv. That's all they do for him. Right. Run run plays for him, uh, and when you get uh, it, you shoot
1: it. I'll say it. A white guy who could shoot. It can be a black guy that can shoot. Could be a black guy that could shoot. But, but traditionally. Yeah, these white guys that could shoot, and some of them, that's all they can do. God bless yeah. him, Steve Novak. Yeah, definitely. Where is Steve Novak? Can we get him on this show, Miles?
2: You know, that's my thing. Like a guy like him, you know, but the, I think that's what they were missing. Right. Same thing in Memphis for years. Right. You know, you needed that. You got everything else, that's what you're missing. You know, but I think KD cheated them. He cheated him out of the opportunity to go out and maybe fix that.
1: Now, obviously, you can't speak for KD. No, no, no. What do you think is the core reason that that he wound up leaving? Is it is it fear? Is it ego? Is the Russell Westbrook of it all? Does he like I, I just want to be free? But then he's sort of going to another team where he, he's gonna be he's not gonna be the man. Yeah. Even if he is the man, you're still not gonna always be the man. What is your opinion and thoughts and instinct as to why he left? Uh, this situation in Oklahoma City? Yeah,
2: if I had to play psychiatrist or psychology, whatever you want to classify it as, um, me looking at it, it's, it's kind of, in my opinion, it's kind of like all of that plays a factor that you name. Okay. Russ, the situation, too big, whatever it is. I think all that plays a factor. I think it bore down to if they win, he wanted the praise. Well, he didn't like it. He wanted to eliminate himself from the situation that in Oklahoma City where if they won, it was great. Mm-hmm. It was him and Russ. Right. But if they lost, it was all KD. Right. You know, Russ's name never got mentioned in the with all the, the critics and things like that having something bad to say when Oklahoma City didn't go over the top. Right. It was all K- KD and the Thunder didn't get it done. Right. K D and the Thunder collapsed. Yeah. K D right. and the Thunder. K D and the Th- it's never K D and Russ and right.
1: The Thunder.
3: Right.
2: So I think him going to Golden State. Got that away from him. So now he's like, well, I'm a one-time MVP, two-time MVP, so this step team. Right. Basically. So if we lose, it ain't just on me. Right. I think that played a part in it. Right. No, I could be dead wrong, but I think that played a part in it. And if it's just about winning, there's a few other teams out there that you could have picked if it's just about winning.
1: Like, Like where? San Antonio. Right.
2: Like no team in the NBA over the last decade, well, 20 years two decades has been more successful than the San Antonio Spurs. Right. He could have went there. Could have went there. And you, there, there's not more player well, one place in the NBA that you have to check your ego at the door than San Antonio. Right. You know, they make sure you check that thing at the airport when you land. Right. You know? Right. So if you're just about winning and you got guys who, young guys and LaMarcus Aldridge and, and Kawhi, who's coming into his own. Right. You know, I think that would have been a good fit, but he chose to go to Golden State. Uh, he had got a lot of lot of backlash behind it.
1: I think the, 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 he. You, I mean, again, you can't speak to him. Could he have not uh, imagined, like the, the 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 fact that it was going to be this much backlash? Because oh, now, care. if they don't win, yeah. it's all on him. Yeah. It's going to be even worse if he – within Golden State. Like, if they don't win and all four of those dudes are playing –
2: Yeah, I think it's on all of them, and that's what he wanted, I think. It ain't just on him if they don't win it. Right. It's on us. I think it's on – Because we got this – this high power thing that we didn't develop here. Right. It's on us if we don't win it. It it ain't on me now. Right. It's on us. Yep. So we didn't get it done. Like, but when they collapse, it's – KD and the Thunder collapse. Right. Now it's going to be – the Warriors, if they don't get it done, the Warriors didn't get it done. Like last year, they won 73 games. They didn't say Steph, and the Warriors didn't get it done. No, the Warriors didn't get it done. Right. They won 73 games, but the Warriors didn't get it done. Right. You know, it ain't that they collapsed 3-1. It's like no, it's the Warriors. It ain't they. They're not singling guys out. Yeah. Like in Oklahoma City, because they're singling KD out.
1: I got you. You know,
2: and then all, and then Russ took it personal, man. It's like during Kevin Durant's MVP speech, he. You can listen to it. He, rushing you my brother. Uh, you make you make me want to be better. I try to beat you to the gym every day, and if I don't, I'm upset and like praising this man to the utmost. And you leave me. Mm-hmm. I got a problem. Right. Like if I'm Russ, I got a problem. Right. Like major problem with you, and you don't call and inform. Me. That's what you're gonna do. Right. I got a problem with you. Right. And I'm a, and I'm gonna display it in a way where. Win between these lines is ninety-four fifty. I'm going at your rack. Right. Every chance I get. Right. Win, lose, or draw. I'm going at your rack.
1: I think it would be fantastic for NBA fans if if uh, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma City was an eight seed, Golden State was a one seed. The first round of the playoffs, it's the brawl for it all. This is the two man weave with Michael Rappaport, Kenyon Martin. Tune in Radio, NBA Tune In Radio. We'll be right back. We're talking Knicks. I, we haven't even gotten to the Knicks yet. The Charles Oakley of it all. Your Knicks. We, we'll get to that. You put that on me. Your Knicks.
2: I played for them guys at one point. It was a great organization. Yes. Uh, well, yeah, it was great.
1: We're, we're going to talk about it. I saw John Starks walking the streets of New Orleans. Uh, I had to do everything I could for, for, for him to like. I, I wanted to drag him. I told him, "We need you more than ever, John." Right now. we we need you right now. We need you. We need Charles. Let's find uh, the great Xavier McDaniels, see if he's grown in some eyebrows, and let's bring bring back the guys. <laughs> we'll be right back with the two-man weave on TuneIn Radio.
0: Two-man weave will be right back, live from All-Star Weekend in the New Orleans. It's the NBA on TuneIn, your home for the NBA Finals.
1: Yes, the confrontational front court of Kenyon Martin and Michael Rappaport are live in New Orleans I'm beigneted out. You have any beignets this trip? No, not yet, man, not
2: yet. I, I think I might get by there and have a couple, but I'm not. I'm not head over heels for them unless. Me that's, neither. I'm not a tourist. Touristy guy. Yeah. If you had them once. It, the if same, you had them once,
1: you've had, you had them, them enough. Yeah,
2: I've, I've I've had them and it's not a big
1: deal. I, I I agree. What, it's not what, a big deal. What, what's the name of that joint?
2: Cafe Dumont.
1: Cafe Dumont yeah. Listen. I know it's a tourist place and all that stuff. I had your beignets yesterday. I wasn't that impressed. I got to be honest, Café Dumont. It might well be time. I know you're the oldest coffee shop uh, beignet place in the world, and the beignets taste like it. <laughs> okay? It's two thousand and seventeen. We ain't in the nineteen thirties. Louis Armstrong isn't outside uh playing the horn.
2: Change the recipe up a little bit. did
1: yeah, fix it up a little it, bit. I might as well have had a couple of bad slices of pizza after I had those beignets. I was walking funny after I had those things. <laughs> This is a, it's the oldest place in the world, and the food tastes, it tastes like
2: like, it. It, it's like they're using the same grease. Yeah,
1: man. Use How much same, sugar do the same you eat on no one beignet?
2: They haven't changed the bowl out nah, the mixing man. bowl yet. Fix it up, man. <laughs>
1: and is this place bad inspection in a while? <laughs> they don't have an anuendo. Listen, man. Listen, there was so much sugar on the beignet, and I'm game. It's a beignet. I'm not yeah. going there for, for you know, a vegetarian smoothie. I get what I was eating. But, I mean, I'm saying, it is 2017.
2: You want some beignet with your
1: sugar? Yeah, I want some beignet with my sugar. <laughs> they, they don't take credit cards. They say, listen, listen, my, my man, <laughs> again, this ain't 1956 here, man.
2: And they need that cash. Yeah, they
1: need that cash. They well, you take the cash, cash, and then you know the service is rude. I gotta say, Cafe Dumont, you you can walk by, take a picture, and you can find another place for some beignets. <laughs> you know they got a They got a uh, they got a uh, shrimp and grits, and and, and what's the uh, what the what did you have for uh, uh,
3: shrimp and grits and uh, with
1: crab? Bits. Yeah, they they got a shrimp and grits uh, hustle down here too. <laughs> Don't just walk into any place in New Orleans and get shrimp and grits and gumbo. This isn't like a cheeseburger. When you're going to get some gumbo, dude, vet it out. You know, because every place sells gumbo. I, I, I just, I'm just saying, be careful in New Orleans. A no streetcar gumbo. No, no streetcar gumbo. <laughs> a couple of dudes tried to hit me with the three-card Monty the other day. They said, listen, Trump, take a walk. I'm not falling for that. All right, I Told grew up in New Brooklyn, York. Island. Yeah, my man, Tell him in Brooklyn, right? my man. You got the wrong guy yeah. with your three card Monty tricks. But New Orleans is good. It you know, it, it, it looks like the 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 uh, the, the, the sun is coming yeah, out a little bit more. I want
2: you to pour your money out. They was gonna rob you.
1: no yeah, I know. <laughs> I that know. Was,
2: that's probably what that would have been. You would have pulled your money out. They probably got you.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, why why are athletes? Speaking of robbing, every time there's an All Star game, a Super Bowl, a Super Bowl All Star game. Yeah. I think they got my man Odell Beckham at the, uh, what was it, the, 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 the Pro Bowl. And I think the Pro Bowl was in Orlando, right? How do you get robbed in Orlando, first of all? If he you're didn't have the
2: shadow group with him.
1: He didn't have the shadow group
2: with him. He, he didn't have my security firm with him, man. So we got a security firm saying so he didn't have the shadow group with him.
1: Well, well why you are think? athletes getting robbed? I mean, other than just being dumb and, and flaunting it, you know, like, you know, doing the Kim Kardashian uh, on social media. Being cheap. Being cheap, being cheap, man. You, there's nothing.
2: You, there's nothing more important to me than my safety.
1: Right. Break it my down. My security. You but you're you're six ten. But it's you still, I, you could smack fire out yeah, of somebody. I, I
2: could, but then then I gotta go to court on Monday. Right. You know. Right. Like, I gotta go to court on Monday if I do that. Right. Like there's, I, I don't. I'm not finna get involved in physical confrontation with people while I'm out, man. Right. You no, know, I'm just I'm I'm just not gonna do it. Um, because my mad don't equal your mad. Right. So if I get mad into something. Like, I'm going to get in trouble. You got to pay for it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So I'd rather have people there, my guys. I got you. Keep the BS away. Keep the riffraff away from me. Uh, uh, uh. Get me home safely if I've been drinking. Right. Guys still out here getting DUIs. Right. Like, it's amazing to me. Guys still getting robbed, still getting DUIs. Like, learn from other people's mistakes, man. Right. It's happened over the years. And if you don't
1: change it, it's going to keep happening. Right. So better safe than sorry. That's
2: my thing. Like, my mama's name is Lydia, man. Lydia. I love my mother dearly, right? I've always said, ain't nobody gonna be able to call Liddy and tell her nothing bad happened to me, man. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm gonna get home safely mm-hmm. by any means necessary. Whatever it is, I, I'm gonna get home safely. Mm-hmm. And I got kids now. Right. I don't want nobody to have to call my kids and tell them nothing
1: happened to me. Right. You know I'm saying? So I hear that's you. my whole thing, man. I, I, I just wanna give you a piece of advice that the Shadow Group, the three gentlemen that are uh, with Kenny Martin, which is also your company, yes. Yes. Uh, they are a hashtag goon status. So find Odell Beckham if you're looking for somebody. To like he play used games. us a
2: few times. I don't know why he didn't call us for the um, for the Pro Bowl, man. Like he he's used the company a few times. And Odell I, has. Yes, the the, the, the boot picture. Listen, the picture on the boat. Yeah. From the playoff game, from the game. He had the shadow group. Yeah, got to my guy Shamir took the picture. Is that right? And you he don't owns use the
1: right to that picture.
2: Like he don't own the right probably to it, but he took it with their phone. You know what I'm saying? That's a that picture so, will go down. So my thing is like, why not use them for the Pro Bowl? Like right. what's you know the same riffraff gonna be there. Obviously, you know they gonna come into these events and they know guys gonna be there with jewelry, money, and and no protection. Right. And that's what and that's what you, and you don't want nothing bad to happen to nobody. But that's what you you're gonna get what you're looking for if you don't if you don't do anything to protect yourself. Right. From DUIs, from guys robbing you, from scandal, from you you name it. Right. You gotta have people in, in place to take care of that and, and to be there for you.
1: Now listen, I'm glad. Then nothing happened to Odell. I like yeah. to break his chops. They robbed him. The one thing I would have liked to see happen is like, Odell, we're fans. You made the catch. Uh, we're actually Dallas Cowboys fans. That's fine. You give us the jewelry. Everybody will get out of here. But just, just, just for just for, uh, you know, just for chuckles, yeah. I was going to say S, S's and giggles. Before we leave, we're going to make you shave the, uh, the curls off, Odell. That's gonna be part of the, the, the robbery. We want to leave with the curly locks. Enough is enough. Oh, that's worse. We're gonna give you a bald head, yeah, Odell. That
2: might be worse than them taking the guy that played for the Knicks when they took his teeth a couple years ago. Wait, wait, wait. To Anthony Early. They oh. robbed him and took the boy teeth. Like, you know how disrespectful you like. What are you somebody, gonna do with his gold got, teeth? Somebody, you know the way somebody gotta feel about you, man, to rob you and they get done. You be like, you know what? Let me get that grill.
1: That is hot. That's terrible. That's worth. That's almost as bad as taking somebody's sneakers. Yeah, that's
2: way worse. Like what for? Like you said, what are you going to do with it after you
1: take it out? Yeah, like, it's not worth that
2: much. So are you going to get a napkin because he pulled it out his mouth? Like, like it's, it's disgusting for one. Right. Like, what are you going to do with it? Are you going to rock Clay Anthony yeah. early's grill? Like you're going to try. Like what? Like what's the point? Like that's the total disrespect. But Megan Odell shave his Oh, that, his locks off. He probably would've told him to shoot him. <laughs> He listen, don't he, want. He's missing out on money. Listen, the head and shoulders commercial, listen, he can't do that. He can't afford not to have them locks, man.
1: Well, after the way he played in the playoffs, let me tell you something. The head and shoulders commercials, they're, they're not, they're, they're not going to be around much longer if he doesn't step it up. All right. Coming on to the set of the two-man weave, a.k.a. real chalk talk, a man who is so close to my heart and so close to the hearts of New Yorkers He's, I, I think it's like almost like you literally could get signed to the Knicks right now. <laughs> I, I, know, I know you might be a little bit out of shape and not game ready for this. We have the great Nick. Talk about a lunch pail player. Talk about a guy who represented New York. The good, the bad, and the crazy of New York Knicks fans. We have here on the two-man weave John Starks going on? Jay Starks. Yes, sir. (laughs) All right. John Starks, listen. I don't even know where to start here. First of all, it's so good to see you. As I said, I I I literally, like, when I saw you, like, I see you all the time in Knicks games. But there's a special situation going on in New York, Mm -hmm. okay? The Knicks are in uh, disarray right now, Okay. You, I, I just want to talk about why John Starks will always get a standing ovation. You should be nice garden.
2: with disarray, too. Uh, right. <laughs> that's, that's a nice term. A,
1: yes. But I'm going to tell you something, John. You so represented what New York fans love about a player. You aren't the best, you are sometimes the craziest, but you played the hardest. And New York and the New York fans and Madison Square Garden will always stand up. For a player like you and what you did for those teams, sometimes you shot us into games, hmm. sometimes you shot us out. <laughs> <coughs> but you wore your heart on your sleeve, yeah. and, and that's all that New Yorkers really want. What's going on with our Knicks, John? Hmm? What, what? <laughs> what is going on with our Knicks? Um. Have you ever seen this much chaos? Like, have you, like, When you walk down the streets of New York... Obviously, people are always happy to see you. Has the volume turned up a little bit when you're walking down 6th Avenue now? You know,
4: it, it, well, Kenya, know, just playing in New York, the volume's always up, <laughs> as you know. Um, yeah, they, they're struggling right now. They, they're going through some tough times. Uh, you know, you kind of scratch your head uh, just because of the talent level that's on the team. Yeah, I think um, <coughs> um, just looking at the East and, and looking at our talent level, you know we should be obviously be a lot better than what what the records show i think we are a lot better than what the records show but they they have time you know which is a slim time but they had, they have time to really push for that a spot you know i think right uh, coming down the stretch right now
1: all right we're in new orleans we're at all-star weekend what is the all-star weekend what is you know uh being an all-star mean to you john so i mean mm-hmm. your your story is well documented Give me the real, like, you, before you actually made it consistently with the NBA, where were you at as a basketball player?
4: Where was I at as a basketball player? Uh,
1: I mean, because, like, like, you were you were working at, I mean, were you actually working at a grocery store before? Because <laughs> that's like, I don't know if that's true. Nah, is that a figment? Of, I, is that a fairy tale?
4: No, no it's not a fairy tale. It's no, I, I, it's a true story. <laughs> I, I, I was actually uh, in between uh, colleges. Right. <laughs> Let's say to say that. Um, but you know, I was working at a grocery store while I was in between, uh, a break from school right? and, um, you know, packing groceries mm-hmm. and trying to make a living, you know, right. at that particular time and before I decided to get back in school. And, uh, that's when kind of things, to, uh, turn for the good for me. So, right. it has,
2: um, so was it ever in question of, of you going back to school?
4: Yeah. My, my, actually my older brother, he, he really pushed me to get back in school, yeah. you know, because I was in the parks you know, playing basketball but I was, you know, just dominating people and and he saw a little bit more and probably than what I saw in myself. Mm. And, and so he told me that, you know, you're not gonna just do this for the rest of your life. You know, you need to go go back to school and uh, get an education first and foremost and then basketball just kinda, you know, took a life of his own when I when I got back. Yeah.
1: Making it into league as an undrafted guy, making the all star game, being such a I mean, such a – I mean, you meant so much to the fans. You mm-hmm. know, the, 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 the Jordan, the Reggie Miller, the, the, the battles that the, 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 those Knicks teams had. Mm-hmm. When you look back, what, what do you think it was about those teams? Because, you know, when, when those teams were going on, they referred to the old Knicks, the 70, 73 teams. Mm-hmm. And now, I hate to say it, uh, uh, John – you guys, in my opinion, are the old Knicks, and the Debuscher willis Reed guys are the older Knicks. And it, it hurts my heart yeah. that, like, you know, the glory days were almost 20 years ago. But when, when you think about that team, mm-hmm. and, and what do you think resonated with the fans so much? What was so special about that I, I, team?
4: I, I think that, you know, we represented New York and the way we played, the hard-nosed, scrabble style of basketball that, you know, you see in the parks. Right. And uh, I think that's what the team represented. You know, we was blood and guts every time we step out on the court. And the league was a little different back then. Kenyon played back then where you can grab and hold and and do certain things out there on the court that you couldn't get away with today's basketball. And I think the fans appreciated that physical style of play uh, because it brought out the best in, you know, each team and each player and uh, it made for a lot of confrontations out there, yeah. you know, a lot of fights. Right. That's my next question. <laughs> yeah, a lot of fights went on during that time. You know, I, I can remember a time coming back in the league, and and when I came in the league, you literally had to fight your way to get respect, you know, and things wasn't given to you. Right. And so, and, uh, you know, it made it hard for you, just like stepping on the yard, you know, you, in order for you to get your respect, you're going to you gonna have to throw them up. Right. And, and that's just the way the league was back then. You know, you had the older guys coming at you on your team, and you had you know veteran guys in the league that didn't respect you at the time, and, and you had to get your respect, yeah. and that's just the way it was. So, what you think about like
2: the freedom of movement and all this stuff yeah. that they play with now? Like, <laughs> like a guy like Steph Curry, clearly talented. Yeah. With, with yourself, more than likely you would have been that would have been your matchup. Oh, for sure. You know, yeah. what would you have done? Oh, definitely. <laughs> what would you have done? Like I, I was having this conversation yeah. last night at dinner. Yeah. I was telling people like, you probably wouldn't try to make him rupture his Achilles <laughs> or nothing like that. You ain't trying to hurt yeah. him permanently. But what would you have done
4: now? Oh, oh, definitely. No, back then, you know, you, you get physical. I mean, it was a physical game back then, and you knew uh, as a guard, and you knew when you came down the lane, you was going to get hit, and you was going to get put on your back. And the referees back then would tell you just get up and go to the line. You know, mm. they didn't, you know, they wasn't going to a lot of tape or anything. To look yeah. at it. It was just a common foul. But the game is a little different now. You know what I mean? With a guy like Steph, you had to put your hands on him. If you couldn't put your hands on him, he's going to do what he's doing now. You right. know, I'd, I'd love to play during this time where guys can put, put their hands on me. I, I, it would have been fun. It would have been a lot of fun.
1: Your, your matchups with Reggie. And Michael Jordan are, are uh, legendary. They've actually made actual films. The ESPN 30 for 30 uh, winning time, you know, focused on you and Reggie. And this is something that I swear, John, like, I'm you now on everything we've been through with the Knicks and the Oakley of it all. Like, my heart is rushing and racing. The beauty of John Starks is you brought out the best in them. Mm-hmm. They knew when they came to New York and you were going to be on them, every play – you were going to be on him. You were going to be fouling him. You were going to be agitating him. And if push came to shove, you'd be headbutting him. <laughs> okay, excluding Michael Jordan and Reggie Miller, who are the other guys that you would say these guys were like hard to guard?
4: Well, bigger guards always gave me problems because I was only 6 about 180 pounds, 185. So guys like Mitch Richmond, Clyde, mm. Clyde, gave me a lot of problems. You know, Clyde, six-eight body, probably two twenty, two thirty. And so, those guys, bigger guards, always gave me problems. Guys like Steve Smith uh, always gave me problems because of their height. And a lot of times they'll take me down in the post. So, Mm. what I did, I tried to be as physical as possible and front them as much as possible and rely on my backside help. Right. Yeah.
1: Now, I got to ask you, and you could articulate it as much or as little as you want. The Oakley thing has been so nuts. It was so crazy. First of all, were you at the game? No, I wasn't. Oh God, yeah. thank God you weren't there.
4: Yeah, because because
1: your 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 old instincts might have kicked in. It, it could have turned into a whole uh, war. I wouldn't.
4: The <laughs> <laughs> <Been> old. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I actually work for the, for the Knicks, so right. obviously, Mike, you know I can't talk about that situation. All right. Yeah.
1: All right. Well, okay. I, you know, I mean, it's been, it, I'm glad it's resolved yeah. for right now. And, and because as a Knicks fan, you know, it, it was, there was so much irony and so much metaphor. It. And, like, after all the chaos of it happened, like, me and my heart, like, I felt sad. I was just like, I felt sad for Oak. I felt sad for the Knicks. I felt sad for the fans. Like, it was just such a, like, where are we at? Yeah. You know, ha- how did we get here? Um, You made the All-Star team in 1994. Mm. What do you remember about that?
4: Uh, Minnesota, cold.
1: <laughs> was it pretty <brick> cold? <laughs>
4: That's probably one of the coldest places on, in America, I think, uh, on Earth probably. Uh, it was cold during that time. In February, can you know, up in February, you don't want to be in Minnesota during that time. And, uh, you know, I, I can remember. Uh, the One thing I do remember is uh, the late Great Prince. Uh, I can remember going in the club and and he's sitting in a white chair, no one around him, Mm. security guards, and he just posted up it. That's crazy. Everybody's just looking at him like, okay.
1: (laughs) That's crazy. (laughs) That's
4: Prince, right? Yeah.
1: All right, I'm going to let you go, but I wanted to ask you, is the NBA, along with Daydream by Google, is launching the league's first official virtual reality app? Mm-hmm. Okay, which is going to be crazy. Can you tell us about that? What's your involvement? What can Man, fans expect?
4: It's it's an incredible experience, I think, for the fans itself. Uh, and so, you know, uh, my experience with it uh, is that I got a chance to really sit down and and kind of talk about the life of John Starks and my experience in basketball in this whole virtual reality setup and what the fans are going to. Oh. Uh, Uh, a good chat, Mm. a good one-on-one interview, and and they get a chance to uh, see me up and close personal. And so uh, this experience is just going to take it over the top. Uh, I think uh, this is a new wave, I think, for, uh, you know, fans to really get an understanding of, you know, the the NBA experience up and close and personal and, you know, from a standpoint of watching a game, it's almost like you have a front row seat. That's and dope. You don't pay the high cost money, but you're there up up and close. And so uh, I'm looking forward to see, you know, where this going to go. I think it's going to be a big, uh, big thing for, you know, people to, uh, you know, experience the the NBA, uh, NBA uh, game as well as be able to experience uh, legends like myself, as they call it. Uh, uh, our personal stories.
1: Well, I appreciate that. And listen, John, I, I, I got to tell you again. And I know I'm speaking on all, all fans of basketball, especially fans of the Knicks. What you did, the way you did it, at the time you did it, will never be forgotten. It'll always be appreciated. The Garden Knicks fans will always stand up for you. You, you were, and still are, represent the heart. Of New York, mm-hmm. and I'm not talking about the bougie Soho or hipster Brooklyn. I'm talking about the working lunch pail people no. of New York City. What you did will, will never be forgotten. I personally appreciate it so much, and, and like I said, now with all the craziness, it means so much even more. Thank you for coming on the Two Man Weave, yes, my sir. man Kenyon Martin, and, and good luck appreciate on everything that. you're doing. My fellow light-skinned <laughs> <laughs> We'll but be right back pleasure, The bro. Two Thank Man you. Weave. My name is Michael Rapport. <clears throat> Kenyon Martin. We'll be right back from live from the streets of New Orleans NBA All-Star Weekend 2017.
0: You're listening to the NBA on TuneIn. Your home for the NBA Finals. It's Two-Man Weave, live from All-Star Weekend in New Orleans. We'll be right back after this quick timeout.
1: Yes. You should get your popcorn ready. Okay? Because you never know what's going to happen here. Kenyon Martin. My name is Michael Rappaport. It's a Two-Man Weave A.K.A. Real Chalk Talk. We just had the great John Starks. That was good, that was good man. Yeah, I was, cool. was hyped for that because, like I said, with the Knicks, he, he he was... It's hard,
2: I how, how, It's hard. Um, I, I made a statement a few. I don't mean to cut y'all. I made a statement. No, go ahead. Man, that, like, numbers and that are all good, but you can't put heart on paper. Right. Like, you can't put heart on paper. That's what he brought to the table. So much. Heart. heart. Night in, night out, man. He, he brought that that intensity or he knew he probably didn't jump the highest wasn't the fastest wasn't but you knew you were in a basketball game when you played against him
1: you knew you were in a basketball game and and possibly uh, an actual fight definitely and 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 that's what New York uh, fans it resonates you know I mean every team you know I was thinking about like the oakley stuff and i want to get into the oakley stuff mm-hmm. but like every team has that that yeah. x factor guy yeah. whether it's okc and stephen adams yeah you know and draymond green is sort of the new nouveau version of it mm-hmm. with with the uh he likes to kick yeah. and flail but that's that's what you do now or rick fox with the lakers he took on that role because before rick fox took on that role with the lakers i call i call what well, rick fox nobody but, but but you know what i'm saying like he took on the year he was the prettiest goon ever wouldn't you say De- definitely the goo and the now best we got day. Matt Barnes. And now we got Matt Barnes. And Matt, Matt Barnes is about that life, right? Allegedly. Le- okay. uh, I'm, not even, not gonna, I'm not even gonna get in between I'm not even gonna get in between all that. But but you know, like Starks represented that definitely. That, that factor and, and nobody would appreciate it more than New York. Yeah. And and when I'm standing next to him, I'm taller than John Starks. And you think about, like, he's guarding Jordan, Jordan, Reggie Miller. Like, I'm 6'3". Hard
2: determination, man. Hard determination. Hard determination.
1: And I know John couldn't get into it, and and I totally get it. And and he should have a job with the New York Knicks. Mm -hmm. He should have a lifetime contract job with the New York Knicks. What do you think about, like, first of (laughs) of all, Kenyon Martin, in my opinion, you represented a more athletic, offensively talented version of what Oakley meant to those Knicks teams. Mm -hmm. We all know what happened with the Oakley incident. What do you make of it? As far as a fan, what do you make it of it? As far as a, a former player, and and what were you thinking? Did you were you watching the game live, or did you catch yeah,
2: it? I was watching it live when they turned to it.
1: Could you believe it?
2: No, not at all. I Couldn't believe that that was actually going down in the NBA arena to a former player of somebody who played for that organization for as long as he did. Right. You know, uh, there was, uh, he has equity there. He has built up equity with that team. Right. You know he. Like I said, blood, sweat, and tears for right. ten years. Man. Ten years. Ten years, man. And you, for them to treat him that way, um, right? It was embarrassing. It was sad. It was it was uncaused for. Right. Um, and it's and it, it was a sad day in NBA history. inspect and especially Nick's history.
1: I, 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 it to me, it was, it was the saddest sort of thing is for the fans since the uh, the uh, what was the the malice, the malice at the palace. the palace. Now, obviously, that was way way worse. But but this had this, and like I said, the, the metaphor and the irony that it was Oakley, you know, a guy who, you know, has sort of been disenfranchised by the Knicks yeah. and who's been so frustrated by the way he's been treated, but who's so beloved. Yeah. It just was like you couldn't have scripted it. Oakley. I don't say any better, or any worse, because it was an ugly incident. Yeah, it wasn't dope for Charles Oakley. It only. wasn't dope for the Knicks. It wasn't dope for the league. But it happened. But the fact that it was Oakley, and then while the whole thing's happening, the fans could obviously see him because he's so big, yeah. and 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 they're, they're watching and they're cheering Oakley, Oakley, Oakley. I mean, when he comes back to the Garden, the roof is going to come off. Yeah,
2: when he, when and if he decides to come back, someday he will. I hope so, man. He's a, he's a he's an intricate part of that franchise, man. Um, yeah, it's going to, um, it's going to erupt when, right. when, whenever the day that he decides to step foot back in, in the garden. I think the fans are going to give him his just due.
1: You, 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 you've had, um, when you played in the league, you had some incidents and some things where, like, you know, they, they got inflamed. When you're a player, was there ever a time where you felt like, oh, crap, like this, is, this thing's going to get out of hand? Like, what was an incident where for you personally, where you were like, yikes. You know, uh, or was there anything that you would, like, wish I'd taken back? Or were you were kind of, like, freaked out, like, uh-oh, what did I do?
2: No, nah, I, I don't take back anything I did, man. I don't regret anything. Um, maybe me going upside, car Malone head for no reason on the break. Maybe one incident. That I,
1: I, I was it for no back. reason? Yeah, it was for no
2: reason. Well, not, it, it was kind of payback for Isaiah Thomas, man. Like he split Isaiah open, Explain man. Explain that. He gave Isaiah like forty some stitches, man. I agree. Like he split Isaiah wide open, man. And I'm just as and a I, fan. Yeah, just
1: like, just like a I, I, We're I was talking about Pistons the old Isaiah Thomas. Up, like, yeah, the Isaiah Thomas. The first Isaiah Thomas. Zeke. Right.
2: Bad boys. Pistons town. Like I grew up a deep like I grew up a Detroit Pistons fan. Right.
1: You
2: no, know, I grew up a Detroit Pistons fan. Bad boys. I was born in Saginaw, Michigan. I grew up in Dallas, but I grew up a Pistons fan. Right. That, ba- that kind of basketball. So that's what I brought to the table. Right. And he had split Isaiah Thomas open. He split Zeke open, man. Yeah. And didn't nobody do nothing. Zeke leaking bad. and Bleeding all over the place. Profusely. And that was like in the back of my mind. Like, man, hey, we were losing. Right. Well, I was a real, and we, and I, I went out there, man.
1: You know, I, I never, <laughs> ever forgave Carl Malone for that either. You know? Because I, I was a Knicks fan, but I loved... Zeke,
2: it was my guy, man, and, and uh, yeah, I, I went upside Carl Malone head, man. Like if I, that's probably the one thing I did throughout my career. I've been like, uh maybe it was a little, was a little questionable, right? But, um, and then this when I realized the league was soft. Like guys as a whole, like certain guys get oak and Derek Coleman and um, certain guys who John Starks and certain guys that didn't play that. But when I came in, like. When I hear Carl Malone, he didn't get up and do nothing. Right. And he muscles, that's big, strong Carl Malone. That's big, strong Carl Malone. I'm expecting some retaliation. Some some I'm ready to knuckle up. Uh Uh-huh. And he didn't do nothing. Uh Uh-huh. And I'm like, everybody's
3: soft. Uh.
2: His head coach did, Jerry Sloan came out there.
1: He was ready to get it. Yeah, Jerry Sloan, who the hell do you think you are?
2: You know, I told him. you can get back over there, you can get it too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And Jerry Stone always loved me because I always brought that to the to the table, you know. Okay, so, but that was yeah, one of them incidents.
1: Okay. All right. All right. We're gonna take a quick break and then we're gonna be right back. We got a special guest for Teamy from Power on Stars, great show, produced by Fifty Cent. Fifty Cents. Fifty. Can it come in here? We're gonna talk about that. We're gonna talk about NBA weekend. We're gonna talk about it be a young upcoming star in Los Angeles, in California, in Hollywood. This is the Two Man Weave, A.K.A. Real Chalk Talk, with Kenyon Martin, A.K.A. Kmart. My name is Michael Rapport. We'll be right back.
0: Two Man Weave continues after this, live from New Orleans, the site of All Star Weekend on the NBA on TuneIn.
1: What is going on? We are live in New Orleans. The NBA All Star Game 2017 is the Two Man Weave. My name is Michael Rapport. Here with Kenyon Martin, Kmart. We got a guest, Fatimi. If you ever seen the show, if you ever seen the show uh, 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 on, on, uh, on on Stars Power, produced, makes it very very aware that he's produced by 50 Cent. Ratimi, is this your first All Star Game?
3: This is my first time. Yeah, it's my first time out here. All
1: right. So yeah. you play Dre on
3: Stars. Yeah.
1: How's that experience been? What is the 50 Cent of it all?
3: <laughs> um, Honestly, man, like it's been a dream, man. Like to be on one of the best shows on TV. Right. And people respect it wherever you go. Right. It's 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 life-changing. Right. So and it's it's cool because 50's cool, Amari's cool. So I I'm, I'm in a position where I just keep learning, man. That's where I'm at right now.
1: When when you first, like, I mean, for for, for me, even like 50 Cent means so much if you're a hip hop fan, you make
3: music, you're a singer. Yeah.
1: Like to, to be doing something, to be acting, to be doing scenes with 50 Cent, did yeah. you have to kind of like Shake, shake that off at oh,
3: first. Oh yeah, I, yeah. Get Richard Die Tryin' is my favorite album before I met him. Right. So like when, when I had that moment, it was like, and I'm signed to Fifth, you know, like oh, as okay. an artist as well. So like when he believed in my music, it was also just like. Whoa! Like this is surreal. You know, it's beautiful. Yeah.
1: And is he is he very involved with with your very, music? Very very the...
3: involved. I have my single coming out with him and Ti like oh, next month. Okay. So he's very hands on. Yeah, man. it's gonna be crazy. Do, do, so. you, do you watch Star Yeah, Jewish I'm
2: Powell? Powell. Yeah, I'm I'm all, right. I'm all caught
3: up. Uh, I can't wait. You gotta
2: I can't come wait on for set, the song. Hey man, I would love to man. Listen, I'm tuned in, Come right on, hey. man. I am with it. Who's your favorite? i am with it. It.
3: Team Team Tasha, Team Angela. Uh, Angela the fans. Tasha. Um, tasha snake because yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. your man out here in the street you gonna go sleep with the help
3: like oh, I, 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 you
2: I, nah you can't do you that can't man do that. like yeah, yeah, it's just, yeah. it was a it was a few no-nos man and <laughs> then they got my man woman taking a shirt off i gotta cover my eyes man <laughs> yeah,
3: and, Right, right, right.
2: No, but this, as a whole man as a show man in my opinion man it's the best thing since the wire
3: wow in yeah, my I agree. opinion
2: for good good television and keep you informed and tuned man you got like you want to watch you want to be there when it comes on next that's the way i was with the wire and you guys have done that man i appreciate the good work that you're doing man and and good luck man and keep doing it man like like i said i can't wait i can't wait for it to come back on man hopefully you guys can keep it going and Hopefully they don't knock you off, dog. Hey man, listen. <laughs> hopefully
3: they don't knock you off, man. I'm trying to survive too. Ain't nobody right? safe. <laughs> nobody.
1: Ain't do nobody you guys safe. read those scripts weekly and be like, please, please, yes. please?
3: Because they don't tell you. Because right. they want the, they want the reaction to be yeah. genuine. Yeah. Like when you go on screen and do it, and when you go on set, they want it to really be like a yeah. genuine reaction. So when we right. when we're not only timers. am I getting
1: killed on the show, I'm losing a job.
3: Yeah. You can't find it. Right. Yeah. So it's like one of those things where we're at the table read and we're all fans of the show too. Right. So we'll be at the table read and it's like, wow, this I can't believe this is happened. This is happening. It's just a beautiful thing, bro. It's, are you
1: are you getting scripts at the table read? Is yes. that when you Okay, so so for those of you who don't know, like you know, when you're doing a show, mm-hmm. uh, um, they'll, they'll have a table where it's like the first time you rehearse. Yeah. Everybody will get there, and they're reading their lines. Yeah. And you're like, please don't kill me. Please, please don't, don't kill me. I don't
3: want to die. I don't want to be unemployed today. Please guys. Right. Yeah. <laughs>
1: have, you, have you been down to an All-Star game before?
3: No, it's my first time ever, oh. ever, man. Um, I'm excited to see Steph. I'm excited to see Russ, man. Like, they dope, bro. They're so dope. And yeah.
1: What are you making of all the shenanigans? Because to be a young... A young up and coming star It's different than when I first started Uh, There was no social media There was no Twitter And just the accessibility to people was different Uh, Now you're a young dude You're up and coming What is that like And and, and what are you sort of making of New Orleans thus far Because this isn't normal New Orleans This is like a freak show down here Oh
3: yeah it's dope bro Because well this is one of our biggest fan bases so So every time I go anywhere It's just like oh my god oh my god You know so I'm getting used to it, but it's humbling, man. Because for me, it makes me want to just work harder. Right. You know, it doesn't look like oh, I'm, I'm the man. I know no, it's like, all right, this is this is kind of dope. Like, let me just continue to work. So. Right. Yeah, I'm just soaking it all up, bro. Truly.
1: And you, you like ball? You're a fan of ball.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used so, to play ball in high school. What you at game? Yeah, I got, yeah, like I got game. Like point guard. Point guard.
1: Why didn't they put you in the celeb game?
3: I can't. I can't play. I got to work.
1: All right, I got to work. I got
3: to send. I got to get that money, bro. That no, I hear you. I check. hear you, what what you. But the
1: celeb game is where you show what you got. I know, know. cuz you know year. you're talking to a former celebrity game MVP.
3: I I did see that. Okay,
1: please treat me as such. Just throw that out there. Please treat me as such. I am a former Celebrity Game MVP. I would like to respect.
2: You had a triple single.
3: You had a triple single out there. (laughs) (laughs) I'm saying. Kenny, Kenny,
1: uh, two, two, two and one. The
3: the trophies don't lie. The trophy is polished (laughs) up.
2: Proof is in the pudding. It's in
3: my
1: house. I was gonna bring it down here this month uh, and show everybody. The trophy does exist. So that's a shame that you should try to get into next year. Next year, year,
3: next year for sure, for sure. What was what was what was the thought process going into that game for you though? Were you in the gym three weeks before was, in the jump shot? The, what were you the doing? The biggest
1: problem that I had training for my celebrity all-star game is that I trained at the YMCA, uh-huh. and that's about a 70-foot court. Uh, and, and the last time I played was at Madison Square Garden. It was going to be my big debut, uh-huh. the Mecca of basketball. Uh-huh. I'm home. Uh-huh. I planned on winning the MVP. And then announcing my retirement. Uh, okay, I was in moderate, 21, 21. I was in moderately to good shape on a 70-foot court. Yeah. But as you know, uh, 94, yeah, yeah, ninety-four. Ninety-four. So by every time I got to half court, was I was dying. like, "Where's the hoop?" Oh, my. And there was a so I like, get to half court, and then the, the play would be running back this way. I actually got a technical foul yeah. in the first five minutes yeah. of a celebrity game, uh, a celebrity all-star game. That's another accomplishment. I also won the celebrity game three-point contest. So you're talking to a Guy who's done it all with celebrities, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. But I literally bugged out because I got a, a hard foul from Nick Canning who looks the part. He's but can't, terrible. He can't play ball. He, he's terrible. He's he's Diesel. He's in oh, shape. No, he's he he's Got no
3: game. You can't tell him he doesn't either. No. It, oh yeah, he thinks he does. It was ho- he was guarding his own teammate one time in the BT. We did it all, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he was guarding his teammate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you doing,
1: there's what are you a doing? lot of dudes that look the part, but but can't play. Oh, I'm gonna give a me. shout out to my man Bill Bellamy. He's trash. Okay, <laughs> you can't tell him he can't play. I, I, I'll, I'll give you a rundown. Here's some people that, that <laughs> yes, think good. they can yeah, play. Good. Can't play. He, yeah.
2: Please run it down yeah, for me. Yeah, all yeah. right,
1: Combine is my man. One of my favorite MCs. How is he? Listen, he was in that game. What was that? What was that movie? Oh, the movie he was in with Queen Latifah. Uh,
3: um, shoot. The basketball. Oh, movie. Yeah, he um, for the Nets. He played for the Nets. Uh, just, just right. Just right. Just right.
1: Okay, and he got a trainer. He obviously had trained. And, and when you were the trainer and you're playing basketball alone, they <laughs> teach
3: you you're dribbling jokes. Yeah, yeah.
1: But when you're in a game, you got to pass the rock. But
2: let me ask you this. Yeah. On that note, yeah. wouldn't it be easier to teach a basketball player to act? Ooh. To teach...
1: Yes, I, th- I could definitely have you, like, oh, yeah, for sure. Like, like, wouldn't it
2: be easier yeah. to do it that way? Like, why not get a real basketball player? But, but not, that's neither well, like, finish, Allen, a, Ray, finish the story.
1: What did you think of Ray Allen's performance? <laughs> Obviously, he could And play. he got game? And he got game as an yeah. I yeah, good. yeah, you get
2: actual basketball, basketball player. player. It's easy for him to practice missing. Like, he can yeah. miss a shot and... He's not trying to make it. Right. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm right.
3: No, I agree. But blue chip was good. It's, it's, blue it's chip harder good to too. get
2: a, a non athlete or actor to go out there and consistently make jump shots. I, I, yeah, I agree.
1: That's true. Except for somebody like me. But I, I got, know what you're saying yeah, got, just, But do you're a, a basketball
2: player th- first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah then yeah. actor and comedian. No, first. Yeah, I, got you. I Absolutely. Got you. I got
1: you. But, but I'm going to just say this. And I, saw, I told this to him last year. He thought I was joking. Common, pass me the rock. Okay, because if the All Star game was in Chicago, I'd pass you the rock. It's the garden, it's partially my house. I want the ball. I can tell you who. Can't play anymore, but bro, used, used to, to be, be officially good. Pool. Kevin Hart, when he was younger, he was quick. But Kevin he's like Hart, a three-time MVP. Right? Yeah, yeah but, it, but that was like that was because the voters, uh, the fans voted for it. He's and gonna you win. You didn't play, and you weren't Thank you. Got you got got like I didn't want to say. got it. got it. Kevin got Hart it's used, used to be able to ball. Team. It's it's a team. A exactly. Exactly. Two-man weave It's crazy. 2 I love it. We're throwing all. So, so who's your crew? What's your team? What's your favorite team? Ah
3: man, bro. I. I'm still a Nets fan come from Jersey, bro. But Whoa, we, my
1: man, they, you know they left.
3: I know, but They're I got They're in to, Brooklyn. I know, but I had to say. They're sit.
1: not coming back, dude. It's
3: still at heart, bro. It's still at heart, bro. I grew up with it, man. So yeah. how
1: you feel next to Kenny Martin? Hey,
3: we yeah, this we this just shared the, some yeah, stories, man. Like, like, yeah, he, he Jersey. He's, he's, one one of the yeah. Real, he's one of the realest, man. He's I'm one saying, of the realest people. Yeah, that's yeah.
2: unfortunate, man. They had to take the team away, but man. Like, them fans deserve a team, man. They Like, we didn't always sell out there, but the fans that came. Right. Like, they, they loved us. Man. Right. And for them to take their team, man, from guy hard. Like you said, he's a, still I'm a, I'm, a Nets fan. I have fan, to be. You know I have to be. He's still a Nets fan I right now. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, for them to take their team, man, and
3: it's It was crazy. It's sad, it was crazy.
1: Have you made a Brooklyn Nets transition?
3: Yeah. I'm, so you still with the I'm Nets? I'm, yeah, I have to be. I hear you. I, it's like so San Diego, like the Chargers. They got to still be, I mean. I can't just you know, I can't knicks, I'm a little guy. I gotta be a Nets fan, bro.
1: I, I, I got you up,
3: we went to the you know, we went to the chip a couple times, so I gotta you know I'll No, be, those were good teams, man.
1: Oh man. Those,
3: did you did you
2: Oh and we listen, speaking of that, yeah. And we beat the brakes off of the Knicks in the playoffs. No Don't kidding. Hey, beat the brakes off of them. We hey, brought that broom out. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, I know. Swept kidding. Swept them in the playoff and and for have the garden in there cheering for the Nets. Yes, yeah, man, that was listen. We made it. What
3: was your favorite? We, we made it. What year was your favorite team, next
2: team? Probably that first year when J. Kidd got there, man. Uh, um, like, we traded stuff for J. man, in my second year. And we went from winning 26 games my rookie year to 52 50 the next year. Guys. Wow. That was And Yeah. So, and they, yeah, they was put, and they gave J. Kidd MVP to Tim Duncan. Yeah,
3: that was insane.
2: I'm saying, boom. like, that that that, that's bogus, man. Like, we doubled our win total, man. Yeah. And. Like, that team, man, it was, we was young, energetic, man, and we were having fun, mm-hmm, man. Mm-hmm. Made it to the finals and got swept by the Lakers, but we knew we were on to something. 100%. You know, so that year it was like, we're going to be all right. 100%. Man. Yeah. And what, then go
1: Go ahead. Put,
3: Sorry.
2: Put foot the ass with your Knicks.
3: Yes. Oh yeah. You like that? How do you feel about your Knicks right now, man? This is this listen, is. Listen, yeah. listen. I'm in a good mood. Okay. You want to bring me down? I'm bringing you down. <laughs> you you talking you about
1: you my Knicks. man. I'm <laughs> drinking soda here. You so say emotionally, you bring me down, but I got the soda in me, so I'm confused. I want to ask you. Yeah. Okay. You guys, yeah. what 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 did what did J Kid mean to you as a Nets diehard Nets fan? And uh-huh. what did he do? What made Jason Kidd such a true point guard that he could actually? Oh, yeah. Be responsible, not the single-handedly, but be responsible yeah, yeah. Uh, to help improve a team. Why was he so good?
3: I mean, for me personally, man, I tailored my whole high school career after J-Kid. I had number five jersey. I was a pass first point guard. I couldn't shoot, so it was kind of the same type of thing, you know. So it was one of those. Ace the kid. With no J. <laughs> <laughs> with no J. So it was, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was who I was as a player, bro. Like, it was just make sure the team was good, and he's just a floor general,
2: Light skinned, like, J-Kid light skinned. Right. Right. Yeah, you know, stick right. together. Light skinned guys got to stick together. Right, you, yeah,
3: like my, my, my brother. brother. Yeah, 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 And you tell me, <laughs> <for> me <laughs> man, what was
1: Jason, what was so good um, about him?
2: It was one of like, when we, I, I, when we made the trade for J-Kid, man, I was at the Rucker. At mm. Rucker Park, New York City, man. Oh, I was yeah. at the Rucker. I wasn't playing. I was just out there watching the games. And somebody called him to oh, me, we're about to make a trade. I'm like, all right, cool. And they called back and told me what it was. Yeah, like, was we just traded. Like, I like stuff, but to be able to play with J. Kidd. It's great. Like, Legend. Legend. Let's go. Yeah.
1: And what and does he bring to the team? The floor gentleman. Him. Yeah.
2: His his, his basketball yeah. wheel. His basketball, the wheel to win. Basketball to make people better around him. Mm. You know, um, pass first, point guard, like you were saying. Yeah. And, and for him to be able to rebound that thing, man. and Triple-double, man. And yeah. that yeah. vision. and. Yeah. And he, he makes you want to run. Yeah. Mm. He makes you want to be better, man. So we used to have competitions. Mm. We, Duke had the most fast break layups and dunks mm. and stuff, man. So, wow. You know, fast break of a guy running through, I'm telling RJ to run through. I'm pushing him oh, through. that's when he was right, right out of yeah. Arizona. Yeah, and then yeah. Kid throwing it up. Whoever go get it. I'm saying, I'm jumping over RJ, dunking on uh. telling me, Yeah, young fella, you got to get your hops up. You know, so <laughs> that's – it was fun, man. And, and it was just one of them things throughout my career that you – Never think that you're going to get to do it until it happens. Right. Mm. Like, that was one of them. It was you know a moment. what I'm it, it, was, it came early in my career. But, man, playing on the team with J.K., man, was, was
3: definitely, definitely a blessing. That's
1: mm. dope. All right, Ratimi, yes, enjoy
3: sir. New Orleans. Thank you, bro.
1: Uh, don't get caught in any three-card money scams. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, be, be careful out here. Yes, sir. Have fun. Yes, sir. Where can people find you? What could people see you in next? It's Beside for Power.
3: Uh, besides power, I got a movie right now called Imperial James. that's out on Netflix. It's me and John Boyega. Okay, um, so we got that. My my singles coming out. Me. Ti and Fifty Cent. It's called Nobody.
1: Okay.
3: Um, and you can find me on Instagram, uh, Rotimi Music, R O T I M I Music. And Season Four of Power is gonna be so lit. Man.
1: When does it When does it drop? When does it start?
3: Oh, it starts July next, this summer. This summer, yeah, okay, July, cool. yeah. All
1: right. Well, yeah. enjoy New Orleans. Thank you, brother. Enjoy All Star. And next year, you gotta get. You gotta be in the Celebrity. I
3: have to. Because you, you, you gotta get, do it. You gotta do it too, though.
1: I, I'll definitely do it. Yeah, let's do it. I'll definitely do it. But it, it's like you could get 12 points. You walk away with the trophy that I already have. Right, that's what I'm saying. The standards are low. I'm you can dark. win MVP scoring 12. Points. I'm an MVP winner, scored five points, had seven fouls. So you, <laughs> if, you're, if you're young, vital, and in shape, and you got somewhat of a game, you can walk away with that trophy. That's the goal. I'm Not go- my trophy. <laughs> but, but Not right. mine, my friend. you got to get your own. <laughs> They'll get you your own. Yes, sir. All right, thanks yes, sir. for joining us. Man, we'll good be luck right... to y'all. Good yeah. luck to y'all, man. man. It's amazing, amazing man. Bless we'll be right us. back. Yes, we'll be right back with the two-man weave. we got my former camp counselor. Word? Uh, his name is Rex Chapman. Uh-huh. Coming up on the two-man weave, coming up John here up on TuneIn NBA.
0: Two-man weave will be right back, live from All-Star Week in the New Orleans. It's the NBA on TuneIn, your home for the NBA Finals. TuneIn puts you courtside for the 2016 college basketball season free all season long. Hear every call from hundreds of games from around the country live as teams battle for court supremacy throughout the year. Top 25 showdowns, rivalry games, and the NCAA National Tournament in March. TuneIn brings you the action with home and away calls from schools in every conference. Listen to college basketball all season long free on TuneIn. TuneIn.
1: My name is Michael Rapport. This is the two-man weave, but I'm about to run the three-man weave. And I'm, I'm going to just throw it up on the break. And I'm going to get it to somebody, either one of these dudes in their prime. I don't know what they have left in the tank as far as slamming it down. I know Kenyon can do a little something. Rex, I'm not sure. My name is Michael Rapport. I'm here with Kenyon Martin. We have a true unicorn of basketball, the great Rex Chapman. Okay. You've done a lot of things on the court, but first of all, I just I just want to I just want to rock people's world. Five star basketball camp after your freshman year, Kentucky. Right. You're a counselor. Quiet guy, shy guy, Ramil Robinson.
5: Yeah, me and Ramil rooming together. Shaw- we We were there as campers a couple years before. Probably
1: in the blue chip status.
5: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we were invited. Right. You were invited. We were invited. Yeah,
1: I I, I wasn't invited. I just was there.
5: <laughs> but, but 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 but. Were you the one? one of the guys cleaning up the tables, what I they wasn't, call no, no. I
1: wasn't cleaning tables, okay? <laughs> but I wasn't in that other special little thing where you're invited and you're getting sneakers and God knows what under the table. Uh, uh, yeah. Listen, uh, we don't want to talk about that right now. <laughs> but Rex Chapman was one of my counselors at camp, okay, at, at the five-star basketball camp. I don't know if this was 86, 87. Now, did you remember this about me, Rex Chapman? Like, were you able to put two and two? I, at that time, I wasn't a world-renowned actor, obviously.
5: No, uh, uh, yes, I put it together. We talked the other day, you told me, and the second you said five-star, I went, I knew I knew that little annoying New York dude somewhere. That's right. That's exactly what it was. Hey, by the way, do we have another chair? Is Uh, it going to break? No, George. Okay. George is coming, right? George, Carl. Oh, okay. I George will come in. Yeah, and hang to... What are y'all doing tonight, Kate? You and George. Um, what are you and George doing tonight?
2: Probably go play in traffic. <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> on the freeway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> play
2: frog or we'll let him go first. All right. If so he we makes have a... it, if he makes it, I'll go.
5: <laughs> okay. Okay. I said I'll try to set it up. No, I won't either.
1: Rex Chapman is here on the Three Men Weave. Yes. Kenny Morton. How do you guys know each other?
5: Uh, uh, well, my one of my. Point guards in the league was Jay Kidd. Yep. One of his great point guards. When they went, we traded Jay. Did I, I played against you, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 And then uh, um, Jay went to New Jersey, where they went to the finals. And right. then I retired. And then I brought Kenyon back out to Denver. I was with Kenyon in Denver after that second. We signed him to a big deal. Yeah. Right. But then we he got this second micro fracture. Right. He went from Kenyon to Kenron. Uh huh. <laughs>
2: <laughs> microfracture ain't no joke. Microfracture's
5: uh, no, uh, is no joke of an injury. Had one,
2: right? had one on each knee, man. Uh-huh. Uh, one, the the only came back. the only athlete to ever play after micro double microfracture.
5: but not lose any bounce either. Right. That's the crazy yeah. thing about right. him. That's just genetics, man. Right. I mean, he, he he was cut on three times. two yeah. three, three times. Three
2: on my left knee, one on my right knee.
5: We're sending him to get blood plasma spun and everything. I tried everything and came back jumping just as high every single time.
2: The point we was making earlier about wanting to play. Right. I did everything imaginable to stay on the court, man.
3: Right. I am not trying to
2: sit out no games. Right. I'm trying to play. Right. Going through knee, all that. I'm trying yeah. to play. I ain't trying to miss nothing. More. That was it. Yeah. So, so Rex, um, with the state of, like, certain front offices throughout the league now, you're a former player. Right. Do you feel that more guys, former players, should be put in those positions? Like, the, the, not not everybody – can do the job. I know right, that. Right. Not everybody can look at talent and see talent on the fly and or put a team together. Mm-hmm. But you've been around, you have conversations with guys that you played against, right. um, maybe younger, maybe older, whatever. Do you think more guys should be put in those positions and not guys who, say, went to school for sports management or, or so to speak, or like those kind of things? Do you think like uh, certain guys deserve those opportunities?
5: This is a, this is a great question. <laughs> and here's what I love about listening to Kenyon. You know, people don't know Kenyon. Right. They don't know the depth of Kenyon. I agree. They just see the guy on TV and they, they oh, he's like Boogie Cousins or right. he like Rashid or, Nope. Right. There's a lot of depth to this young man right here. I right? I agree. I agree. Um, here, here's what I think, hey. Yeah, you know, we all want to see our peers do well mm-hmm. and, and succeed and move on and have opportunities. I think the NBA is a real cyclical kind of kind of deal mm-hmm. you know for years and years it was just basketball players in those positions yeah. you know you go back to when I was coming through the mm-hmm. mid 80s and before that it was all basketball people over the years and you know, as we've gotten into analytics more and and there are more opportunities I think for guys that are <laughs> that have done the, the school work and mm-hmm. know that side of it but I also think that it'll come back around you know right now mm-hmm. most of the Guys running teams, I guess the yeah. most part yeah, are you know guys who went to school, who studied at marketing and analytics and, and sports and and all that, and do great jobs. Yeah. I think that at some point though, it'll circle back.
2: It should be a mix, though. I agree. It should it should be guys who been in the fold, know yep. what it takes in order to compete at that level. Yeah, and and mix it with those guys who know the numbers and put the numbers in. Okay, this is what I think we need. Mm-hmm. This is what the numbers say. There's a you, little bit of a
5: divide. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, There's yeah, a yeah. divide, though, definitely. between, you know, the, the yeah. analytic guys. They they think they know it all. Well, they know all that stuff. I understand. I, but now,
2: let me I, ask you this. Uh-huh. Can you go to, like right now, we can win New Orleans. We can go to any court, any gym, any place yep. in this city. Mm-hmm. We can sit there for two hours and watch basketball. Mm. Right. Do you, you know you can pick out who can and who cannot play basketball?
5: Yes. Right? Yes, I feel like so I so.
2: That's what I think is missing. Yeah, the eye test. Yeah, people put these numbers in the computer like, oh, he don't, oh, he drive left too much. Yeah, oh, he don't work for us. The you know best. Yeah, you're so, right. But
5: the best I mean, guys, the best guys doing the job right now are guys like you know Danny Ainge, mm-hmm. R.C. Buford, these guys with with track records mm-hmm. of building championship teams. Yeah. But the one thing I know from those guys is that they take analytics, and they take the workout, and they take the body. The, they're all tools, mm-hmm. and the best of them won't just look at the analytics and yes. go. We got to plug him in. They do have the eye all test, right, yeah, so gotcha. you know. But I, I'm with you. All right. Look, this guy—he can run a team. No, I know I this. Yeah. He, you, you put him in, in, in a personnel spot, he knows.
1: His basketball IQ is—he is, knows. High. You know what?
5: I now am just remembering about five star. <clears throat> that was great player. I should have been—I should have been recruited a little bit higher. Well, no, that—that Pat, that Patrick Knight, Bobby's son, whipped your ass all week, didn't he?
1: Oh no, he didn't crack huh? my ass. But, but, no, Patrick Knight. No, 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 he didn't give me no business. You gave
5: him that left, know, he, janky left-handed did, jump shot.
1: You know you remember it. <laughs> See, I mate, mean, this is we're going back That's twenty right. years. That's right. Guess
2: Thirty. I hey, guess what? Thirty, 30, 30 years. That means you did something right. That's
5: right.
1: Now Patrick Knight didn't give any. You think I'm gonna let some <laughs> son of a coach give me a problem from Indiana? I'm from New York. I had some pride with me. He was gonna get a form or something like that. Yeah. You know what's crazy about that? I believe that year, Sean Kemp.
5: I think Sean was there. I think maybe Grant Hill. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, Grant he, was there your age. Yeah, yeah no, yeah.
1: Grant was a little older than me, but like.
5: And maybe Leitner. Those yes. guys, yeah. They and were I'm, young. You guys were all high schoolers. Yeah, yeah. but
1: I, I mean, yeah, I love that you associate me yeah, with you Grant, and like you, some you, of the
5: blue chip recruits. Mike Rappaport, Grant Hill, Sean Christian Camp. Leitner, Sean, Sean Kemp. Kemp.
1: I, yeah. I swear to God, it a good one, class. Yeah, it was a good class. I remember <laughs> looking over at Sean Kemp, who was either 18 or 19, but he was full. Grown. full grown yeah and i look over at him and he has like a like a full go team <laughs> i mean the basketball camp was the best players in the country it was literally like it was like square dancing and we are playing out,
5: outside right. right and it was long those long, courts felt longer so than long normal and hot. Hot. Hot.
1: hot hot but a great camp to learn oh, yeah. though
5: yeah it was for sure
1: now you guys played on this denver team which i think over the years will be sort of remembered and and, and, and sort of like it, it, like there's a folklore about this team you have Kenyon, you have Jr. you have uh, Carmelo. Mm-hmm. What, was, what was it like sort of these guys with these, these young stallions? And Allen.
5: We had A.I.
1: Right. That, he came later. Yeah,
5: came, came a little later, but took that team with Chauncey and went to the Western Conference Finals, got beat by the Lakers in six. Right. And if Melo would have showed up that day, we'd have got them.
1: <laughs> what, what was it like? Your this? boy
5: Mello. I'm sorry. My boy Mello. Your boy Mello. With, with Mello with the braids. That's our guy.
1: There's Mello. a lot of dudes. J.R. Smith likes the basketball. Mm-hmm. Carmelo likes the basketball. Obviously, Allen likes the basketball. And Allen, and then you got, and then you got Kenyon and Nene and Nene.
5: Yeah, had a, a talented, talented team now. Well, really what,
1: what do you do with all that talent, all these personalities? You got tattoos every day. Yeah. My man Kenny's got tattoos, then he's tattoos covered. Dudes, oh, yeah. I mean, what, what was it like Be sort of – and you're an ex-player. You're respected. Yeah. What are we doing with this team? And well, what is George calling? That's like, George,
5: he, exactly. Break What's it down. George, here, we had a great team for George because, as you know, Kay, George thrives on controversy. He thrives on the drama, likes it. If, if, there, if there's no drama – He'll inject a little bit. That's just how he is. So he kind of liked. He, I know he liked our personalities because we, the thing when you got Kenyon Martin and and Nene, uh, trotting those guys out there at the four and five position every night in this watered down NBA, you got half the big man battle won the second you step on the court with these two guys. Right. Guys, guys don't want to go against Kenyon Martin and Nene every single night. Not in today's NBA. They right. don't. Right. Right. So. We had a good mix of guys, a fun group of guys. There was drama all the time—guys getting fined, guys being late—the uh, normal, normal stuff. But we kind of embraced that, and you know, let let our guys be who they are, and we took a shot, took a big swing.
1: When 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 you were playing Rex with your career, I mean, there's so much I could talk to you about. When, you mean you in Kentucky? I mean, people don't remember. <laughs> some people do, some people don't. But I mean, when you you were like a star. It was UK. You were a white dude with a motor and who could jump. Were you, I mean, like, were you offended when Woody Harrelson came out and be like, yo, I'll bang it on you? Like, Woody, I don't know what you're doing, Woody, but I'll bang it on you backwards, sidewards, two hands, one hand. Did that movie offend you? Did the concept no. of that offend you?
5: No, it, it, it didn't. Uh, I, one of my favorite like, things that was going – that white guy can't. Jump. Yeah. This
2: white guy
3: can't. Right.
1: <laughs> Kenya knows. I had a
5: lot of fun with my teammates growing up, but, but my, for most of my team – most of my teammates, they know this one thing about me. In practice, I would do it all the time, dating back to a high school. And I would come in and I'd catch somebody and I'd dunk and yell, Cracker! <laughs> yeah, you would yell it. In the game, too, right. in the NBA game. And guys on the bench just cracking up, oh, laughing. Did yeah, yeah. he yell Cracker?
1: Right, right. <laughs> because, That's I mean, you, you were so heavily recruited, you were such a star. And, and what do you, like, when you look back at, at like, that recruiting time, and college yeah. basketball has changed yeah, so it was much. I mean, was it as crazy and, like, do you get all the offers? Like, every school wanted you, correct? Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, like, are the coaches coming at you with all sorts of shenanigans?
5: Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, this was in the 80s, so it was right. kind of a free-for-all. I, I remember getting up one morning and, and went outside and uh, or uh, in the evening. I, I'd taken a nap, and the recruiting, uh, recruiting period was supposed to start at, like, midnight and there's this guy out in front of us, asleep in the car, Owensboro, Kentucky, sleeping in the car. And I walked out there and I get ready, and I get ready to knock on the window. And he goes, "And look, Jimmy V, Coach Valvano, sleeping in the car out there, waiting for midnight, so he could be the first guy." That's crazy. That
1: a great story. That is crazy.
5: Yeah. That's a great story.
1: You're you're doing you're doing stuff here on TuneIn. Right. NBA Fired on TuneIn. Up.
5: Are you excited about it? Fired up. Could, What's better than this? I, I mean, it. I was doing some stuff the other night. Just having it, you know, hearing those live, those live listen-ins, yeah. uh, where you can hear the guys just attacking the glass, ah! you know, and hear the yeah, yeah. hear the rim and the and the crowd. It's fantastic, right? Right. We get to do this and still and,
2: being in the fold, without, yeah. without being having the wear and tear on your body, still being able to talk hoops, camaraderie right. with the guys, and building different relationships, man. No, it's, it's great.
5: I yeah. like that I'm able to. To, you know, kind of bridge with Kenyon. Because he was still playing. I played against him a little bit. I was yeah. an old guy by the time he was run, running through from Cincinnati. Yeah. We did we did bang Cincinnati one time when I was in school, though.
2: Well, we was trying to get that bump when I was in school. <laughs> I know, you were, no, hey, we didn't. They didn't want Not that bump. Not with you. When, like, when I was there, we no. were trying to get that bump. <laughs> you you, you, yeah. you were trying to we, get that bump. Hey. We want this. We wanted... We wanted Kentucky. We already
5: were smacking Louisville. Louisville yeah. We wanted Kentucky, and yeah. we wanted to play Ohio State, hey, and they would not play. Us. Kentucky's not exposed itself to that. number one. We want, pick. Listen, right.
2: we wanted all of that. We wanted to own that little tri-state thing. We wanted, wanted everybody. We wanted to own that, and they wouldn't give us that bump.
5: David Robinson thought he wanted some of it too when he was a senior, and I was yeah. a freshman. He didn't want none of, none of the, Kentucky, yeah. when, but he did give us a triple double. <laughs> no, see, exactly.
1: When you were a freshman in in college, who were the other guys? Who who was in your class as in in, uh, in college?
5: It would be myself, uh, J.R. Reed, Oh Terry Mills, right? Derek Coleman, Wow Nick Anderson, mm. um, Ramil Ramil Robinson, right? Um, you know we. I, we might only had one or two All-Stars, but I want to say that D.C. was. I was once and then replaced because I got hurt. Uh, but I think we had the most guy, you know, not All-Stars, not all NBA guys, the most McDonald's guys to play, I want to call it, eight years in the league. Right. Something like that. So a bunch of them, but just good players. Yeah, just a couple. Yeah.
1: Now, there's there's a myth. I don't know if this is true. That you babysat. Mm-hmm. A young Steph, when you were in Charlotte with the Hornets?
5: Steph was my rookie year. Um, you know, I was in '88. '88?
1: Yeah. That's offensive. Yeah, '88.
5: <laughs> this is what? '29th year in the league. That's offensive, man. <laughs> he and Dell and Sonia were living, uh, they lived two doors down from me. The first day I got there, I, I pulled up, had to unload stuff. Dell had a broken arm. In position. He helps me, they help. And we became, became the best of friends. And then, and Dell, about once a week, would drop off little baby Stefan. With I was 19 at the time, and I would just pray he wouldn't wake up. Pray I didn't have to change that nasty diaper. But Are I did plenty of that. Yeah. So once or twice a week, they bring him out, go out for movie night, and I would just, I would just pray that he wouldn't die in my care. <laughs> now,
1: now, it's good. A, it's good. A- Oh, oh,
2: Wardell Curry is, but that's 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 hell of a trust of a teammate. Yeah. Listen, well, they didn't my, know listen, anything. I love all
1: my teammates.
2: <laughs> listen, I'm not dropping down one of my kids off. Listen. But Jr. Not at all. Not Jr. Smith. <laughs> not at all.
1: Rookie Jr. Smith. Not at all. Second year Jr. Smith. Not at all. Even fourth all. year hey, Jr. Smith. I almost not saw at him. All.
5: I almost saw him kill Jr. One Tell me night. the story, Rex. You know, as as pranks go, Jr. Jr. got got. Then he determined Kenyon just got a brand new what was it?
2: My range,
5: brand range new Rover. Range Rover, and Jr. White,
2: White interior. Jr. Okay.
5: decided during the during the game he was gonna have the ball boys go out and just open it all up, open the open the t uh, t top.
0: Right, the sunroof, the, the <laughs> sunroof. Sun you old and, <laughs> and, and t top. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and from Kentucky, right.
5: and, and from, I wear a mullet right now if I could. Yeah, uh, and he's southern. <laughs> but Jr. puts. Uh, just a whole car full of buttered ball game popcorn in Kenyon's car, and it wasn't coming out. And he went nuts. We had to get Jr. out of there. Like it was a serious, serious thing for a couple days. It I was. was to go over,
2: listen, I was trying to go to his house.
5: <laughs> yes, he was.
2: But, listen, Rex called. <clears> Stan Conky <throat> called. Josh Conky called. Everybody, team said, security called. I got
5: to call. Everybody, call him
2: off the ledge. Everybody called. Like Kenyon, please don't go over there. <laughs> Please don't go over this boyhouse. Listen. Yo.
5: It hey, was code red for a while. So I
2: went back so so, so the where so it was. So I didn't play this game. Listen. So, so I didn't play. So I didn't have nothing in my pockets in my suit. And so I'm trying put in my car keys, my Forget wallet, everything that. in my locker.
5: Yeah. JR tells the right. ball boy to take
2: my car key and go out there and do it. Right. So I get out to my car, <laughs> I hit the unlock button and it don't click. Uh, it's already unlocked. Uh <laughs> right, but maybe I didn't lock my car. Right. I open the door and the stuff just falls oh. out. I leave the door open.
5: Had that velour listen, ceiling.
2: Listen, I leave the door open on the car. Leave the door open. <laughs> take my suit jacket off. Mm. It's freezing outside. Take my suit jacket off. <laughs> walk back in the locker room, put on some basketball shoes.
5: Mm. And was looking with for my
2: slacks and basketball shoes and like who did it?
5: You <laughs> were ready to go. Listen, what, who, who did it? Ready listen, to go. Listen,
2: I know y'all got cameras and stuff in the parking lot. <laughs> Go bring the tape back, yeah, yeah. and I ain't going nowhere until you tell me who did it.
5: I thought you were and, gonna kill what's his name no, I too for listen, doing it. The, I told, the little listen, ball boy.
2: I told listen. <laughs> and, and that's what I told the ball boy. Hey, you're not allowed back in the building. <laughs> if I lay
1: eyes on you, I'm
5: yeah. gonna hurt you. He he tried to fire the ball boy. All right, listen. This is this is good. We got to do gotta, a full yeah, Rex Chapman. Come on, let's go. Uh,
1: Kenny Martin. All right, this has been a fantastic debut who, show, k Martin. Hey. coming up next. First of many on NBA Tune In Live,
5: George Gervin. Uh, the Iceman. Did a commercial with Ice years ago. That's how old I am. Off the wood. My dude. Off the glass with Rex Chapman
1: and Rick Kamler live. Live here from New Orleans. Tune in live. NBA. All NBA everything. Kmart. This has been fantastic. Hey man, I'm,
2: I'm excited, man. This is the start of something great.
1: Yo, Rex. Hey. Whenever you need me. Listen, I can't, I, w- I want to do the full chat, Chapman. Let's do it. We got to do a full, like, two hours. Just Somebody to do- said something about a podcast, you got Yeah, I got a oh. podcast. Oh. Yeah,
3: we good. could do it all. Oh.
1: That's what came Ken- said, because we we're keeping it yeah. PG. Yeah, today, it's, 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 it's I know. Family, I was just that's f- the only friendly thing show. I
5: asked before we went on, and yeah, they, so they said, yeah, right it's now. It's a family-friendly show, but we're
1: going to get it. Listen, we're going to come up with our own podcast,
5: up as now. Yeah. I'm going
1: to be on it regularly. It'll be good. Me and Kenny will be back tomorrow on TuneIn. From 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern, the two-man weave with Kenny Martin and me, Michael Rappaport. Have a fantastic show, Rex. Enjoyed it. Enjoy New Orleans. Always. It's great to see you. You too, man. And, uh, you know, we're coming back on tune with all NBA, all basketball, everything, the best content in the world.
0: You know what I'm talking about? You've been listening to Two Man Weave with Michael Rappaport and Kenyon Martin. Live from All-Star Weekend in New Orleans, right here on TuneIn. You're listening to the NBA on TuneIn. Listen like you mean it.